beautiful people. It is, there is Thursday night football tonight on Prime Thursday, October 6th, 2022. This show starts now. Football is back for NFL Week 5, which kicks off this evening in Mile High, 5,280 feet above sea level. And that is the site for the narrative-building Thursday night football matchup we have this evening. The Denver Broncos have been incredibly boring. The Let's Ride era has kind of been a snooze fest and a stumble on pothole ride to the finish line. Getting some wins. Nathaniel Hackett figuring it out maybe. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson doing his thing. Cortland Sutton maybe getting the ball. Judy maybe getting the ball. The defense seems to be unbelievable. They're without Randy Gregory. How will that affect? But are the Broncos a team that is going to continue to find ways to win even though they look like they suck? Fair. And on the flip side, Mm -hmm. the team that has looked like they suck but are actually pretty good. Are they going to find their way and do their thing tonight without one of their MVP candidates of a season ago, Jonathan Taylor at? That means Naeem Hines probably going to get to rock a little bit. Philip Lindsay, formerly of the Denver Broncos, from Denver originally, has been called up to the active roster. He'll also be in the running backfield, hopefully. Now we also have, uh, obviously, Michael Pittman Jr. and Mo Alley Cox, right. who's a tight end, who's a guy who played basketball in college. Big body. Oh, yeah. Huge. Big body big athlete matt ryan seems to like to throw the ball to him and hopefully we'll see another guy that matt ryan likes to throw to a big body yep. tight end in july was sure. <laughs> player we don't know i think so yeah hopefully i think he's a great player every time i've seen the ball go his way good things happen scores touchdown anytime i've seen him walk down our street everybody's looking like this uh-huh. he's a fucking big tall guy who seems to score touchdowns and does his job well but he's rarely on the field will this week be the week that he's on the field and becomes a superstar joining us all day darius j butler at baby talks the tables here at boston connor at ty schmidt one half of the hammer dad cowboys tone Diggs is here all the boys in the back foxy zito and frank great work we had a couple doors added to the building people were in here till like six 6 a.m., I guess. Oh, Didn't know that was happening. Don't necessarily love it, but their work was fantastic. Uh, this place is really coming together, and I appreciate you all so much for watching today. Obviously, anytime you have an NFL game on the same day you're doing a show, you're excited because you're getting mm-hmm. a chit-chat about said game. Normally, on Thursday Night Football, we have Coach Pagano come in here and give us Coach P's keys. Yeah, That's right. love it. Not today. What? What do you mean? Well, I'm bummed. We're all bummed because we're missing out on it because he has continued to be a very good yeah. gambler on these Thursday night football games. Not that he's gambling, but in his predictions yeah. of what he thinks is going to happen, he's given pretty good prognostications on how the games are going to go. With that being said, he's at a wedding. So it's a good uh, thing. Okay. okay. Congrats to whoever's. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love. Mazel tov. Yeah. Naim. Yep. Sure. The whole thing. You name it. Yeah. Oh, Anyways, congrats to whoever is getting married that Chuck knows and Chuck is going to. We appreciate that. We'll miss you this week. We'll see you next week, Chuck. Uh, A.J. Hawk will be here. But, Deba, let's dive right into it for this Thursday night matchup because it is a big deal. And, you know, I'm from Indianapolis. Uh, I live in Indianapolis. I played for the Colts. So I talk about the Colts, I think, more than any other team or show probably ever that has ever had a national, uh, international 
but still a regional feel right. type of show. Mm -hmm. But whenever we're talking about this Indianapolis Colts, they could beat the Broncos tonight. This is a team that could beat the Broncos. They're 1-2-1. and one. They're not 1-3. and three. They're 1-2-1 and because they tied the Texans. They lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars 24-zip. Then they lose to the Titans. So they have done terribly against the AFC South, which is not good news because if you're trying to make the playoffs, winning your division is normally a good place to start. Doesn't know. Who knows? There's a lot of season left. But the Colts still can find success. Tonight could be one of those games. With that being said, there's so many question marks around oh, that yeah. fucking team. Obviously, Shaquille Leonard is out after breaking his nose, we believe, and also having a concussion on Sunday in his first game back from a back surgery that was actually to help his ankle, mm. which he dealt with all year last year when he was mm -hmm. almost a defensive MVP. So many storylines. Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson still on the offensive line. Those are two top 100 NFL players. Haven't played good offensive line play at all this season for one reason or another. Jelani Woods seems to be a weapon. We don't have a lot of those. Then he doesn't get a lot of plays. Mo Ali Cox becomes a weapon. Will they be able to figure out how to put them together? It's like the Colts team mm -hmm. literally has a chance to be great, it feels like, which is why I continue to be excited about them. So many question marks, though. Debo, what are you looking for uh, in this Colts team tonight to get a win, and how do you think they beat the Broncos? I mean, I'm looking for how, how we respond. You know, on a national stage at that, obviously against a tough opponent. Hey, that's a big deal, the national stage. Can not, you explain oh, yeah. that a little bit? Can you explain the mindset a little bit I mean, bit more? because, you know, Sunday, a lot of Sundays, a 1 o'clock block comes on. Everybody's playing 4 o'clock. But the primetime game, you know, your peers, all your peers are going to be watching, coaches, family, people that support you, people that hate you. Like, everybody's watching. Anybody that likes football is watching football. So you get up a little bit more. Uh, Statements for, can be made. Yeah, yeah. for the primetime game. This is how pro bowlers are made, by the way. Yeah. Yep. If you look at, like, pro bowlers, all mm -hmm. pros, yep. like when the – when the stars come out, no, when the lights go on, the stars come out. That's right. I believe is how Dwight Freeney said it. And it was one of the most lights. It's different. It's a different game. It's a different feeling. More cameras. If we were in a primetime game, after that conversation with Dwight Freeney, I know, oh, okay, there's a 100% chance that <laughs> yeah. Dwight Freeney is getting a sack yeah. tonight. And by the way, he did. And that's where narratives and prime times and everything, yeah. that is where it all kind of comes together. And I, I think that should be noted, though. Like, yeah. these are big fucking deals. For, Monday Night Football is still a big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. Thursday night football, and you put it on Prime, I think this generation of players is probably more pumped. Like, yeah, yeah we're on Prime, we're in a streaming, we're kind of trailblazing yeah. something new. Business is in there. Tonight's a big night. I think so, we yeah. will see the best out of everybody tonight. It's, it's exciting. It's an exciting night for uh, for the guys, mm -hmm. and it's an opportunity, too. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's out, Shaquille Leonard's out, Julian Blackman's out, I believe. So you got other Jesus. players that's going to have Yikes. an opportunity Why? to step up, man. Uh, but it, it, and for Frank, too, because the noise, the noise is getting loud. You know, from the Is outside from of the us? building. Should be it's from here, it's from everywhere. From the outside of the building, sometimes that creeps yes. into the building. Sorry. But um, they got to make a statement from the top down. A lot of pressure's been on Frank, being a head coach, being the play caller, getting guys involved. Jelani Woods, who has produced. Naheem Hines, who everyone thinks should produce. Yeah. Yeah. Him hey, they paid him. They paid him. Fantasy uh -huh. team. They paid him. So we saw him in preseason, working out the receivers, working out the running back. So he's a weapon that you have to um, use. But like you mentioned earlier, it all starts in the trenches. You, you hear it with AQ. You hear it with, with coaches up here. It, you heard it with Nick Sirianni yesterday. When he, the first thing he talked about when he got that job was the guys that had 10 years plus in the trenches on the offensive and defensive line. So we got to figure it out there. Um, and just because it doesn't matter how well you play individually up front, if the guys next to you not on the same page, it's not going to work. So it's going to start there in the trenches. And then Matt Ryan obviously taking care of the ball and getting the ball to the playmakers. Tom, what were you saying? You, you said something into a microphone about mm -hmm. Frank Reich, who's got a lot of games left. He does. Well, a lot of games left. Maybe. Connor. Well, I'm just saying, maybe. like, everyone says every season before the year that's that on paper this is a great team, and every year they come out and do this. Exactly. Is that our fault too, you think, Darius? What's that? 
you know, it is kind of our fault that maybe it's getting a little loud because a lot of people have higher expectations of the Colts. Is that because of us, you think? Because yeah. on paper, you look at that team, then we went and saw them in real life, too. We went and saw them in real yep. life at training camp. They great. smoked the fucking Lions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, killed them. Matt Ryan was slicing. It's on our stream. Yeah. You go back to our stream from training camp. There is highlight after highlight after mm -hmm. highlight after highlight of the Colts. And we shot that we talked over and we go, oh, we did it. Yeah. It's going to be good. We did it. Turns this out that's the worst defense of all time, though. Yeah. Ooh. The history of they the They actually NFL. are the worst <laughs> defense in the NFL. We've seen oh, it yeah. coming. Yeah. We, did. we We've seen it coming. One. But we thought maybe they wouldn't be the worst defense in the history of the uh -huh. NFL. We thought maybe they'd just be a standard defense in the NFL. And that must mean that the Colts' offense is good. And with Matt Ryan joining the team, as opposed to – I'm not getting into it. No. Can't do it. Takes time too, you know. Well, uh, you're running I, out of it quick. We know how it is. it is. It is the big boy league, so there's no excuses. But you heard Hines talk about, you know, getting used to a different quarterback every year, which is something. But you got Matt Ryan, who people spoke glowingly about. Obviously, he's played um, ball at a high level for a long time. So it's not like we drafted a guy in the fifth round. We're hoping for him to work out and figure out how to play football. So we got the pieces, but it is uh, it is something that you have to. Uh, get used to. You see it going on in Denver, even with Russ, you know, who's pro probably a Hall of Famer, but they're figuring it out too. So um, they, it's not like they're, they're, at least we're not coming into an absolute buzzsaw with Denver. So we got an opportunity to change the narrative. We always start slow in Indy for some reason. Last five, six years. Okay. Why Under that? Frank's tenure, uh -huh. we started slow, but Team's usually right. we kind of pick it up and figure it out. So hopefully we do it again. To your point about Matt Ryan, when we saw him in training camp, I think that's when we thought, oh, it's not going to take time. No, <laughs> because got a guy, right? I mean, honestly, though, brought that beers he, in for you guys. Yeah, he, he brought us beers. Right, right. He was awesome. The yeah. man. When he came into the studio, he was awesome. When we saw him at training yep. camp, he was awesome. Mm -hmm. When he stopped and talked to us at training camp, he was awesome. Great guy. None of it matters. No, no, great guys, the character, the fucking astronaut, <laughs> Navy SEAL. Oh, yeah. None of it. The what beer, about the beer, though? None, the beer, none of it matters. No, no, it's kind oh, of an indicator, beer though. Beer matters. Oh, matters. It's kind of an indicator, hey, isn't it? Hey, Five coming in dice, what's coming next? Indicator nine. Yeah. Uh, Nina, you know that Nina on the other side. Yeah, exactly. Indicator. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> bring, hey, somebody brings me beer. Okay. All right. I assume they're Fair. a good dude. Yeah. Who I you are with us is who you are on the field. Bang. Boom. No, how you do anything is how you do everything. Is, is what yeah. is what yeah. meant to That's say right said. there. <laughs> yeah, and you can and will say whatever is to be said and could potentially be held against you right. with that hat on, exactly. right? Boom. Just a quote machine over there. <laughs> this guy's fucking Canva. Yeah. I love it. Love Anyways, uh, we didn't think it was going to take time with Matt. No. We honestly didn't because of how good he looked and also because he rolled five. We assumed that was coming on the other side with the beer brought to us and how much everybody liked him and how everybody in the building was like, hey, we got it. It feels like we're back. Reggie Wayne, Reggie Wayne, who I have a lot of respect for. Yep. Great wide receiver. Yep. Should be in the hall. Should definitely send him into the hall. Just look at his tape. Look at his tape. Just look what happens. Yep. That's all you got to do. Just watch the film. Reggie Wayne should be in the Hall of Fame. And also, he gave up a very good life to go coach for the <laughs> yeah, Colts right now. Yeah. I, I've followed him long, uh, along on Instagram. His hashtag he was using was <laughs> finally living, okay? Yeah. Mm. So I don't know what that means, but finally living <laughs> is what he was saying. And then you'd see pictures, big cigars, some whiskey. He's what? riding bikes nice like cars. hundreds of miles in Miami down there. Beautiful cars, mm. taking trips out. He has a garage, I think, that is just fucking awesome. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get back and I'm a coach. Then he gets in the building. He sees Matt Ryan. He goes, kind of makes me sick, he actually said. 
how much Matt Ryan is like Peyton Manning, like yep. pretty similar operations. Now, Reggie wasn't in there with Carson last year, so he didn't know anything about how the building was operating with him in there. But he said that, and then we see him do good, and I'm like, Here we, we got go. Peyton 2.0. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to be the only team, we're going to be the only show that is letting people know that there's a team in the Circle City in the middle of America in Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana, that seems to have been brought back from the ashes of when a once-in-a-generation quarterback retires nine days before a season starts mm. when the entire salary cap and roster was being built around him, basically. So that is something that I think is worthy of a conversation, which is why I think we were so excited. But I watch him up close and personal in a suite in that stadium that I paid a lot of money for. <laughs> yep. Good seats. Great seats. You need to join us sometime. Yeah, I got to pull up. Top tier. I mean, you got to, like... You know, Dad of the Year awards yeah. to win. Mm -hmm. Y'all got on. games, a bunch of TVs in there? Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, so perfect. Yeah, well, we so actually had to do that because if I'm going to pay the price set, I'm going to pay to sit in this sure. place. I yeah. have to watch all the games as well. So can we do some remodeling mm -hmm. to the uh, thing? Right. And, of course, I assume we're paying for it, but. Good chance. Yeah. We worry about I get to watch them, though. It's a great view, great seat, great stadium. Let's keep the window closed. No reason for it. Actually, <laughs> let's put a big jumbotron there. Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Big jumbotron there would make the stadium look as if it's in 2022. Yeah. Maybe oh. even 2015 it would yeah. look like. If you get a big jumbotron. Get some stats up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, mm -hmm. hey, have one of these. Uh, some banners. Have Fandle. Just, just have oh. Fandle pay for it. There I know go. that's a big deal, how much money it would be. Have Fandle pay for it. It'll be the Fandle jumbotron. And you have the biggest, nicest jumbotron and definitely in the AFC South. Uh, not in the whole league because ain't nobody going to be able to do what the Cowboys did. Right. No. I mean, unless you rebuild the fucking stadium. Sure. That's the only yeah. way you can do That's kind of the anchor of that whole I don't know, stadium. And I don't know if the taxpayers want to do that again. You but. fucking bet I don't, Tony. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyways, that fan will put that up there so there can be some stats run on the outside of it because their TVs are too small to put stats on them. Mm -hmm. Okay? So the TVs too so It's not even a jumbo truck. The televisions that they have in the corner yeah. are, are not big enough to put things on them. You know what I mean? So you need a bigger Jumbotron. I think you put that thing right in front of that window. Maybe you don't get rid of the window. And then you can get FanDuel or any of these fucking sports books that'll pay you that amount of money to have. You have 75,000 people that are in a state in which it's legal to gamble right yeah. now. Okay? So the only marketing that works in that stadium is right now marketing. Bud Light marketing. I forgot those existed until I just saw that video. <laughs> Give me a fucking Bud Light. Hot dog, pizza, maybe, oh, if they were to do that. Good. But all the other people that are marketing in that stadium, I I believe, and I might be too big of a stooge, you're wasting your fucking time. Once people get out of that game, they don't remember any of it. I'm no. assuming you could get a sports book to put a Jumbotron up there to put stats up there so you at least know what's going on in your game mm -hmm. and that you're watching. And also around the NFL a little bit, which is certainly possible with the new, I mean, we just put in a fucking Jumbotron oh, right, yeah. in this place or whatever. Nonetheless, you want that because when the field is boring, yeah. You need something to look at, I think. Right. And this team has not shown any glimpses of the team that we talked up in training camp or seen playing against the Lions on that day. There has nothing been easy for the Indianapolis Colts on the offense or defensive side of the ball. And it doesn't make any sense with the roster that they have. But once again, tonight could be the night I guess it all changes. I mean, it's a little early to be saying, like, this is a must-win game. But you look at it, and, like, for both of these teams, it does – like, I mean, for the Colts, like, you don't want a, a situation like last year where – you start so shitty, and then you start playing well, and you kind of force yourself and like, hey, if we win our last six games of the season, we'll yeah. get into the playoffs. Like, you want to avoid that. And then you look at the other side, like the Broncos. Yes. When we look at how the Chiefs are playing, like you, you got to be able to fucking keep keep pace with them. You can't really afford to 
to let the Chiefs get like a three-game lead in the division because they're liable to just run away uh, with it. So it's like it's obviously very early still, but with the way they've both looked and the expectations coming into the season, like it is kind of a must-win game for both teams. It's an important game here for two programs that are going to try to go on a run. The Broncos team, let's dive into them a little bit. Go ahead, Tone. You want it, speaking of the Broncos, well, no. Good, easy question here. You want to know who has the fourth highest passer rating in prime time with the 29 and 11 record of all time, too, on prime time games? Oh, Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Others. Russell others. Wilson. Others. Yeah, uh, no. Very good. Oh, fucking Russ. Prime time oh. Russ, baby. He's good. Oh, smart. Yeah, because good for the brand. Good for the brand. We were talking about yeah. it. This is how pro bowlers are made. This is yeah. how right. superstars are made. Every prime time game is when you got to show up. Good man brand. What's that? Good man brand. Yeah. yeah. No MVP votes. What so. is that? My... You have to be a good man to wear it. So I don't know if any of us can. Um, so is the no MVP vote potentially because when we're not all watching Russ, it's not always Russ in primetime game, Russ? Sure. Or is it when he's in primetime is when he's telling everybody, hey, we're not running the ball on the goal line. I got to throw a touchdown pass here. Mm. And he doesn't. Oh, so you think every other game it's potentially much more. Yeah, easy. Boom. Nathaniel Hackett's calling for primetime Russ games in non-primetime games. Yes. So that's why potentially the Broncos have kind of mm-hmm. – Nathaniel Hackett sense. just has to have two different versions. Is that what potentially happened? Are we getting, are we getting catfished by primetime <laughs> Russ? Is that what, is that, I haven't watched the film. I guess this is something I should do. Good question. Should no. we watch the film from Seattle Well, when he was on basic-ass games? He's had, he's had two primetime games already. First one, they tried to do the non-MVP, Russ, hand the ball off two fumbles. So you know they're not going to do that against Seattle. And then against the Niners, and granted the Niners' defense sounds seems to be unbelievable. They only scored 11 or 13 points or it something like that. But follow-up, might be the best defense in yeah, NFL yes, history. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the defense. That's what people are saying. How do you feel about that with the Niners' defense, potentially being the best of all time? Oh, best of all. I mean, shit, it's a lot of ball left. And if they keep playing how they're playing, they, I mean, you saw that Rams game. Like, Stafford, half the time, it looked like he couldn't even get to his fifth or seventh step when his drop. Um, and it starts up front once again. And Nick Bosa, one of the best edge rushers in the game, they went out and got Ward from uh, the Chiefs, who was kind of an under-radar signing, but he's, he's helped them tremendously, Hufanga. And then Jimmy yeah. Ward's actually coming oh, yeah. back to that defense. So, damn. I mean, it's, it's a lot of – Fred Warner, who's one of the best oh, dogs. He's unbelievable to watch. Like, so good. So maybe that is – maybe we're getting a misread on the Broncos because they did have to play that team. You but know Seattle I – mean? and granted, it's different with Seattle just because it was – The emotion. Yeah. Oh, season opener, that but then thing. even last week, rattle. like the, the Raiders have not been good and, and they look terrible against the Raiders. Like the stats were a little bit better, but if you watch that game, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, this ain't it. So tonight we're in for a real battle. I think so. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Seven Denver's ten. defense, like I think they're fifth in scoring, like in points per game allowed. They do have a little bit of a weakness. I think they're they're twentieth against the run. But guess what? The Colts are twenty seventh in running the ball. So are they gonna be able to take advantage? Isn't of that, that unbelievable with the money that's yeah. been invested in the got, offensive we got line? No JT. That's the problem. Sheesh. No, but and with the MVP in the back, him not will maybe this be a boost? Like well, will this be a different be. style of running for this offensive line? Can't go can't go worse. Well, there's five spots. Yeah, yeah there's, there's right. a massive right. chance they can go worse. That's why <laughs> the Colts. There's a lot of room. <laughs> yeah, that's why the cold season's been so weird. Because, like, sure, like the problems with Matt Ryan, fine. <laughs> but you expect the running back who you know it's not as if he's a step slower, and you expect the O line who still has their two best linemen to at least perform. Like, I feel like a lot of it we can say like, hey, what the hell, Matt Ryan's dropping the ball nine times a game, and they can't do shit. But it's like, why is the old line playing like how the old line is? Why isn't Jonathan Taylor running like Jonathan Taylor? So what happened to his ankle? When did his ankle get hurt? Do we? I think 
I saw a hit during the game, I thought, on the Jumbotron, where somebody landed on his foot while he was down Ugh. and, like, twisted his foot, like, his foot clearly, mm. like, bounced off yeah. of the, like, with the weight on it. And I, I, I remember thinking, like, that would hurt like hell. And then I, I got into a full conversation with myself because I had a couple of Bud Lights about, like, how many times does that happen in a game? Oh. Like, so many. And how does that not cause more injuries? I think something that happened to him, happened to him on the field, on the Jumbotron, made me have that full conversation because we we're talking about the turf mm-hmm. and we're talking about everything and that being cement underneath there. You can put as many rubber pellets as you want, but at the bottom of that shit, it is cement as opposed to any soil or dirt that could potentially eat anything. And not that any stadium would be able to make a fully ground-feeling thing because you're going to have to wheel that son of a bitch grass anyways. But when something like a massive human mm-hmm. landing on your ankle like that, you would think grass would help in that situation. I was just like, I was kind of like talking to myself through it all. I wonder if that's when he got hurt or was he hurt before that? I do wonder that because how often does that take place? That takes place so a running lot. Running backs, I mean, more for them than literally anybody on the field. Even on passing plays, they're in protection, so they're getting rolled up on or, or you know, ran into. But, I mean, everybody's trying to tackle this guy. Unless they run out of bounds, which Jonathan Taylor doesn't do that a lot. Like, that's happening almost every So everywhere. people are rallying to the ball. Oh, yeah. Bodies are just, like, kind of oh, fighting yeah. blockers, too. Your, yep, your guys, your own guys are falling on you. So uh, even with offensive line, like, I watch the game, and I'm always surprised that offensive line, yeah, they don't get hurt more because they get rolled uh-huh. up on, like, with no just blocking, and yep. boop, somebody just comes behind them. So it's a tough game, man. I believe that that is something I never took, like, because I'm never in that situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Never, get ever. out of there. Not supposed to be. The only tackle football <laughs> I've played where it's in, been involved with, like, multiple people in a pile is growing up in, like, a, a backyard, basically. Mm-hmm. That's kill, the only football. Kill man football. Any other time, oh, yeah. I'm just Start in a position. Ball. I am just in a position where there's no – there's zero contact, really. Unless I'm doing it, there's not really, like, a scrum of people. So when I saw that, I immediately thought, like, God, that's something I never had to fucking experience. I'm very thankful. I think my body would just break. Mm-hmm. I, I think my, my shit would just twist off, I mm. guess. I don't even know if you could train for that. Hey, you need to have your foot flat on the ground no, whenever you go right. down. I don't think so, dude. I don't think so. I did, a, I did that uh, moonsault through uh, Roderick Strong in the table. Oh, that's uh-huh. right. Uh-huh. I remember. I broke my fucking toe hitting the goddamn ring. You remember Toes that? Are yeah. yeah, but like that's, I think my lower half down there not meant to do a lot of, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think I'm built for it. Probably would have broke my ankle on that fucking thing too. So hope Jonathan Taylor's okay though. He's a massive part of our offense. Naeem Hines though, very good. This is, they paid him. He's, uh, he can catch well. Yep. He returns the ball very well. He's done a round off like back McTwisty thing yeah. in full pads mm-hmm. after scoring Genius. a touchdown. Insanely athletic guy. Could have a big how you doing, keep it moving night on Thursday night football tonight. And I think we're all kind of hoping for that with AJ Superboost. Yeah, yeah. Oh, need yeah. to get that guy involved. There's I have a, a theory Go ahead. on the Colts slow starts. Oh shoot. Uh, Frank, Frank Reich is notorious oh. for the massive comeback in college with the Maryland Terrapins down 31. Oh, at halftime, he comes back, beats Miami Hurricanes. He's notorious for leading sure. the Buffalo Bills uh, down 32 points yeah. coming back. He's the comeback king. Can't be the comeback king if you're ahead all the time. You got to get right. down to start. You got a slow call. start, and then everyone can say, "Oh, look at Frank! Look what Frank has done! Nick. He's come back again." Nick, this is genius. Mm-hmm. You hear me, come Nick? Back again. Next level. Kind of really piecing things together like that. Nick is fantastic. He is the. I don't know if it still holds up, but when I heard the stat, which was within the last five years, yeah. 
He holds the largest comeback in NFL history and in college history. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich. Didn't know that. Both of them, yeah. So whenever, I think, I think, I think that's they what They were at the time, at least. Yeah, at the time when I was told, I believe they were the biggest. Now it feels like there might be like a 30-some point, 40-some point comeback yeah. Yeah. this season, it feels like, with the it's way possible. this whole thing's going. But I asked Frank about Josh McDaniels turning down the job at his opening press conference. This is my only question I got to ask. And he said the backup quarterback role has suited him well throughout his career. Mm. So it became like the big conversation piece that he's like the greatest backup of all time. Now Josh McDaniel is supposed to be the guy. Frank becomes the guy. This suits his story. This suits his narrative. And it's something that he's been very successful at in the past. So it's like it kind of all got tied together. Nick, I can't believe it's the first time we're even having this conversation. That sounds, that sounds very true. What if that's just how he operates? Yeah, it makes sense, especially after not last at the year. end with the oh look how good Nick, uh, good uh, look how just good. Just a theory, just hypothesis. Well, the the real worry. Well, you got is... a little negative at the end. I think. Yeah, yeah I think there was reality there. Like oh, star slow, come back. Like oh, got to get motivated by something. And then you're like, then they all say, look at Frank. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that. I don't think that's part of that's it. That's what we'll do. We'll think, say, oh look how look how Frank's turning his team around. Is look this coach of the is. year? Is this coach of the year? Yeah, do you remember awesome. what we were saying when they were oh, one two yeah. and one? That is what we would say. Comeback coach of the year. The worry is Matt Ryan. Ryan also was part of the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history, but he was on the other team, unfortunately. So I don't know how that really blends we get it. together. Also, they don't they don't blend together. Exactly. It's like vinegar and oil. Yes. Gas and water. Congratulations, the Patriots win that Super Bowl. I, I, I mean, never going to see anything like that again. And Matt Ryan, thank you. Bless your heart. What's your problem? <laughs> I'm just bummed <laughs> that it's what, 2022, next year, 2023? I mean, Jim Irsay and the Colts got seven years to fulfill the promise to me and the people who paid for that goddamn stadium, okay? okay? And who are going to pay for that goddamn video board and who are going to pay with their fucking FanDuel accounts because guess what? As much as I hate the Colts, I'm going to take them because I want them to win. (laughs) But here we are tomorrow once again. The Colts stink again. Oh! They're one, three, and one. No. Are they going to be able to do this and come back because Frank comeback Reich is the guy? Or maybe... Tomorrow we wake up and Jim Irsay's the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Because that's what I want to see. I want to see Jim awesome. on the sideline calling plays. His daughter Carly has she been seen boom yeah. with a headset. And that QB wrist. And yeah. Chris, no. Man. no. Yeah. Yeah, I saw her. Yeah, practice? Jog no. with No, no, no. Sideline Sundays, my friend. Game. Listen, jog with team on field through tunnel. Yeah. It was awesome. She gave the uh, like the warm up speech. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Like, Here we fucking go! <laughs> and then everybody sprinted out of the tunnel. I think at the first, I, I think at first when I saw it, okay, I had your reaction. Like, what are we doing? Uh, what's going? I got to see that for myself. But now that's got a photo. Actually, I've seen her in practice. Feel you know, take your, you know notes and stuff. No, she's that, writing that game plans. Let time. me tell you though. Let me tell you why I appreciate this. There's stories about Hasselbeck having to go in there and. Uh, like XOs, like teaching Carly, like football. There's stories okay. of her going into like scouting meetings and like, like consistently showing. Yes, exactly. At first, I'm like, okay, never seen you here before. <laughs> now you're just like, this isn't how it goes. But now with her consistency and how it's gone, like, I'm like fucking really impressed that she's like, okay, mm-hmm. I am given the incredible opportunity of being in a football family here and i don't i don't know if she didn't take advantage of it her whole life or if she did i don't know much about carly i I, I do not know but i appreciate the fact that at least she's like 
this whole jogging out with the team with the wristband thing awesome. in 2022, yes. fucking hilarious. Awesome. But I think she genuinely wants to under, get an understanding a little bit of how like a fucking game works. So because she is the oldest, so I believe yeah. it's probably, mm -hmm. I don't know how that works. Mm -hmm. Is it like royalty? I think I so. I think it has to be. I don't yeah. know if it's like royalty or whatever it is, but like I appreciate that she's trying to cram as much as she possibly can about football because – I think she's a very, I think she's a lawyer by trade, I think. Mm. So she's, she has to understand what the NFL is business-wise. Like, let's yeah. say she didn't even love football, like for, but now she's like in it and a part of it and her family's in it and she's like recognized maybe. She's also like, oh, this is also the best business. Yeah. Yes. It's also the best business in the world. So like, I think maybe she's trying, which I, because at first, same thing as you. My tweet actually says, Carly ursa has got a wristband on uh -huh. and a headset. Like she has a chance to actually, no, not the earpiece. Not just the earpiece. Check, no. check, check. No. Not just the earpiece. The full whole thing. Yeah. I fucking, but now I like more I see it, like her jogging, like the consistency with it. I'm like, oh, she's trying to fucking just like cram mm -hmm. football in as much football. as she possibly can. And right? she also maybe just recognizes the opportunity, like, hey, my dad is about to shit can Frank. Okay. I could be <laughs> the first female head coach <laughs> in the NFL. Why don't I get down here on the sideline? Yeah. I'll get look, take a peek at the play sheets so I kind of can be prepared if. He does get, you know, his head chopped off one of these weeks here, and then I got to fill in on a short week. I need to make sure that we don't miss a beat. How about Frank Reich explaining to her why he's doing what, he, what he's doing, That's you know? Tough. And then she's like, yep, absolutely not doing that. Yeah. Do the opposite <laughs> of. <laughs> There's a chance. I'm not saying she's doing that. Hey, Carly, let up. me know, Carly. Uh, Everything DB is here at your service. These defense, I got you. Yeah, that's very, very go. nice. Of you. you got him on offense. Consultant on the side. You know? She is. I think she's trying her best though to like yeah. go all in. Right, I'm, I'm just I, here for. I respect it. I think it's good for Colts yeah. fans for the future. Put in Jelani. That's it. <laughs> that's the. That's it. Simple. Six foot seven. Just dude. fucking put him in the game. Right, six foot seven. <laughs> I guess. So I, I, I have said numerous times right into a microphone that he's from Miami. He's not. Ah, that'll happen. Shoot. He's not. He went to uh, Georgia, I believe. Okay. Then he went to, I think, Oklahoma State, and then he transferred to one of the Virginia schools. So Virginia Tech of Virginia, I do apologize. I think Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. I think he was a blocking tight end at Oklahoma State. Then he goes to Virginia and gets the ball a little bit more. So it's like I feel like he's probably capable of doing – both. Yeah, to a play. I mean, the guy's six seven. He's in the NFL. I'm guessing he can fucking block someone if he needs to. <laughs> I'm guessing what, he can put his body yeah. in front of somebody. Yeah, 31 catches at OK State in three years, and then 44 at Virginia in his last year. Okay, so he can catch. Still going. <laughs> mm -hmm. well Still working. Pretty pumped yes. up. There. Two touchdowns in the NFL. In two one game. And so in four targets, I think he has. Maybe it takes like three. Two or four touchdowns, years to... one forty-yard reception when we needed it. Yeah. Is and that then good? Maybe a. That's good. That's good. Great. He's well, six this... seven. He might not be good. By the way, he might not be good. We might not. Uh, we might have just seen like the luckiest day in his life when he caught <laughs> two tuds over the Kansas City Chiefs, potential Super Bowl champions, at the end of this thing. It made like big time catches, contested catches, and then was stone cold about it on the other side of it. We might have just seen him be lucky. But I would like to find out, you know, like I would like to find out if this guy is a guy because he's got shit that you can't teach. Yeah, you can't teach six foot six foot seven. You're that big and long, Paul. It's like you're always open. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Matt Ryan, he has the accuracy, he has the ball placement. Put the ball. Like he's a big. Come on. Yeah, that's and he only will get better if he's getting reps. Yes, find that hole, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what it goes back to. Find though. that hole. Exactly. You know what I mean? Find the window. Yeah, that's right. Throw that ball in. Just. 
Come right inside that hole right uh-huh. there. That's right. You know what I mean? Get it in there. Come in there hard, right inside that hole. Boom. Boom. Right to Jelani. Yeah. That's right. Throw that ball. Boom. Yeah. Is that what you're throw, talking about? Throw that football right in the dude. Feed him that right ball. Hands. All right, let's get to uh, – we got a guest. I believe he's uh, – I completely forgot about him. I apologize. We started getting into a conversation. Zito did tell me this a few minutes ago, and I apologize to this man because I believe this dude had some business that had happened, which we would like to congratulate him for. Uh, big money man. Oh. NBA insider, the man who has won every single trade deadline, draft, and everything, I believe, for the last three years or so. Yep. Front of the program, incredibly handsome, great beard normally. Well manicured. Very good lighting at all times. He's a walking filter somehow. Yep. Mm -hmm. The guy's unbelievable what he does, ladies and gentlemen, Sham Shalom. Told you. In a bank? (laughs) <laughs> Yo, Pat, Pat, I, I, I have to wear the jacket, the, the, the suit coat on the show. I've seen you on my TV the last couple weekends. You're wearing a suit jacket. I'm like, what is going on? Next time I'm on Pat's show, I'm wearing a suit. So, you know, I, I, Ooh. I, I dress Oh, right. what do you got in there? What do you got I in there? What's, right. what's on the inside there, Shams? I don't know. Oh, just, just, just design. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not big on design. But I got. I got a nice little design. Got a nice little shirt. So and you also got some breaking got phone, news. Phone calls coming in. Got phone calls coming in. But we're we're good now. Hey, this we're good. is, this we're is good. life of an insider. We apologize for being a little bit late here. We know you're very busy. You look fantastic. I like that you got the cheetah. You know, on the inside, the white. That's because that means that when Shams is getting his shit tailored, you know. He's like, give me that. Yeah. Hey, what type of exhaust? <laughs> yeah. You got for That's the. Right. Do you fold that thing up, or is that for the? Uh, is that for the uh, the pocket square thing? No. Uh, well, you, you talking about this? Which which one are you talking? Yeah, about? pull it out. Pull it up. Doesn't the you're inside? The, inside? the in, No, the outside no, should I, be connected. I, I got I got nothing here. I got. I got oh no no. Oh, no. I think I, I think I got it. That's a. I had a pocket. Squ- oh, here it is. I, I I have. Oh! Boom. Boom. I don't. I don't, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on that level yet, Pat. You know. Yeah. Uh, hey, what's I, I I I gotta watch you go on go on your, your your show a couple more weekends. I gotta see your style again, and then I'll I'll start wearing the pocket square. Listen, I look like a jackass out there. <laughs> I, and to be honest, I haven't thought put any thought into this weekend. It's gonna have to do something. Shams, you look amazing. You know, at some point though, that pocket square will actually be sewed in, and it'll be the same design as your under thing. Just you know, I I happened upon nice. a tailor and was uh, mm-hmm. uh, I guess that's the easy thing. Nonetheless, let's move on. The NBA's back, huh? We're starting next week. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. The NBA's back, Shams. It's back time to work. Where are you right the, now? And the what NBA are you covering? is back. There, there's there's a lot going on. I'm in Vegas right now. I went to the Lakers Suns game last night. Saw saw LeBron. Saw Russell Westbrook. Saw the saw the Lakers take on uh, the Suns. And then I'm gonna go see Victor Wembanyama oh, and oh, Scoot Henderson. Play today. Those are the two projected one and two overall picks in the, in the 2023 NBA draft. Victor Wembanyama, seven three, seven four guy. We've never seen anyone his size do what he's doing. Pat, I don't know how much you've seen him play, protector. but but yeah. this kid, mm-hmm. he's 18 years old. He can handle the ball. He can shoot. And one thing that I've noticed, and I've talked to scouts about this, executives about this. You know, we see Chet Holmgren, we see Kristaps Porzingis. Um, you know, th- they have unique games. They were called unicorns. But this kid, Victor Wembanyama, gets so much elevation on his jump shots when he shoots from three. Like Sheesh. he's legitimately jump shooting, like he's a six-six wing. It's something that we haven't seen. LeBron spoke about it last night, where there have been people called unicorns before. This guy might be an alien because we haven't seen <laughs> anyone quite like him. He's eighteen. Let's see what he develops over the next year or two. Is this what the NBA is going to become? It seems like every year, to your point, there's this guy that's taller. 
uh, seems to have a better shot than everybody and has handles better than everybody as well. Is this what the NBA is becoming, and what do you attribute that to? Is that just the growth of the game at the younger generation, more interest from social? What do you think it is uh, international? What do you think it is? Why is this happening now? Because it's great for the sport, right? We're going to go to a game, and it's going to potentially be 6'10 and above everybody, <laughs> and they're just going to be shooting and doing everything that they're doing right now just at a higher altitude, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I would attribute to whoever's coming before, right? You look at Kevin Durant. He's probably the, the standard bearer when you think about yeah, guys right. that are seven feet tall that can literally do everything on the floor from shoot threes to ball handle, literally every part of the game they can connect on. Where in past years, I mean, maybe, you know, Ralph Sampson, you had a guy at around seven feet tall that can handle the ball sure. in the 80s. Kareem. But they weren't getting mm -hmm. the, the, the leash. They, they, they really weren't getting the latitude to do whatever they wanted to do at that point like Kevin Durant and a lot so of these guys are now. So I, I think it's really a, a sign of the times. You have Steph Curry. He changed the game. When you, when you think about bringing it out to like 35, 40 feet from, from three-point range. So I think it's, it's a sign of the times and also a sign of examples for Victor Wemayama. Like he has a template to follow when you look at Kevin Durant. I thought if I got lucky enough, you know, to one day have a son or something like that, and I just told him, hey, you need 100 threes every single night. Yep, yep. And he's six foot, six foot one. The NBA was potential, you know, because, hey, we found a spot. We found a role. Mm -hmm. Going to have to have handles. Going to have to be locked down on the defensive <laughs> side. But we're going to need good threes, and we're going to need good D. Okay, we're going to need three and D out of you. And I thought, but now it's just going to be seven-footers doing that. Now it's yeah, just going to be sure. It's going to be seven-footers well, pulling mean, up I mean, where Steph's I will pulling say up. This, yeah. I will say this, Pat. Yeah, course, Scoot but. Henderson, the guy that Victor Wemiyama's going up That's against, awesome. he's six one, six two. Okay. Athletic as hell. So I don't know if your son's going to be as, as, as athletic as Scoot Whoa. Henderson. But, like, Whoa. you you can Shouts. you can find those Shouts. dynamic guards, you know, like Russell Westbrook, <laughs> uh, Derek Rose. Don't even John know if he exists yet. Those guys can be impactful as well. <laughs> Don't even know if this kid exists Come yet. Come on, writing him off already. I'm just putting it in. I, I'm yeah. just putting it up in the air. You know, I'm just. I'm gonna let him know. Woj is his guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let him know. All his news is going through Woj. No, you didn't deserve that. I mean, you shit on my kid that doesn't exist until it does. But nonetheless, Smoke Max is going to be an athlete. Smoke is going to be that's a right. dog. <laughs> smoke is yeah. going to be a dog. But nonetheless, that um, sounds like it's great for the game, great for the sport. The NBA's ratings, I assume, will be higher than there ever been, except for on Christmas Day, where the NFL decided to kind of ruin everything. Mm. With the, the season getting started here, the big storylines right now are the Golden State teams fighting each other, and Draymond and Jordan Poole hate each other. Uh, Boston is without their coach. Is there any more news coming up? What are the big storylines going into the season that don't involve actual basketball you think yeah i mean let's talk about the jordan pool draymond green situation that happened last uh you know we i reported on it last night when uh oh, yesterday shots. at practice draymond green jordan pool talking trash all practice there was some pushing and shoving that went on and it just escalated and draymond green from what i'm told he whatever what you want to call it a punch you want to call it a forceful strike uh, he he got at Jordan Poole, and Jordan Poole, it was, it was an impact hit. The Warriors had to stop practice right there and then. They had to bring everyone back to the locker room to, for everyone to gather you know, emotions. Draymond Green was very, very vocal from what I'm told after the fact. There was, there was a lot of, of emotion in that Warriors facility. Um, the expectation right now, Pat, is that Draymond Green will be disciplined by the team, whether that's a fine, um, you know, maybe a suspension. The one thing to look at, Pat, ring night for the Lakers uh, for the Warriors is against the Lakers at home October 18th I don't think either Draymond Green or the Warriors wants him to miss that game uh if he is suspended for multiple games he would 
he, he might be in jeopardy of missing ring night. But I, I think right now what the Warriors are doing with Draymond Green is trying to figure out what the discipline will be, and, and I would expect that type of word would come down at some point today. The internet told me that Draymond didn't want to play against LeBron because of how close they've gotten and become business partners on October 18th. Happy to hear that you don't think that is the case. Follow-up, uh, forcible strike. So it was a uh, punch, a good elbow? It was a punch. It, 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 it was a punch. And, and from okay. what I'm told, to the it, face? it landed in his, in, in, in his face, upper body area is what I was wow. saying. Wow. Face throw, and shoulders. Throw punch? That's a pretty big window. But from 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 what I hear, Jordan Poole is fine, so he might be Fuck, made of metal. Okay. I don't know. But did he uh, punch him Draymond right Green. in the rib cage, or like you think face? Poole punch back? No, it, it was it was it was above. It, it was neck and above. Is, oh, okay. is what I'm okay. saying. Throat punch. Are the so, but but Jordan Poole, thankfully, is all good. Uh, Pat, I mean, you know, you 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 like played, you know, in the NFL. Like this type of stuff happens, right? Even in Football, the NBA, yeah. like these skirmishes. In, in practice, they happen. It's when you cross the line and put hands on someone in terms of a, a punch, I guess a slap. I mean, maybe Jeremy Green would have gotten away with a slap, but you punch a teammate, um, it, it rises to, to another level. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough to get back from the slap. The punch still interesting, too, because he's known as, like, the the vocal leader of that team, right? Isn't that oh, like yeah, his sure. thing? He's the Art glue guy. He's the juice guy. He's everything. And now Poole is a very important player after the playoff run, right, I'd assume yeah. at this point. Is that going to fuck up the team, or are we going to get bygones be bygones, and this is how it normally works in the NBA? So so my sense is it, it'll eventually be, you know, bygones be bygones, okay, right? Okay. We're like, this will be water under the bridge in due time. Draymond Green, had this isn't the first time he's shown his emotions, right? Like, there were, you know, less than a deck over – yeah, less than a decade ago, he got into it with Steve Kerr in the locker room. There have been plenty of back GD. and forth with them. Yeah. We all know about the Kate about LeBron the Draymond Green, Kevin Durant incident in 2018. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think with Draymond Green, you know that there are moments where his emotions can overtake a, a, a particular situation. And I think he, from what I'm told, he took some, some apologetic measures last night as well. Like well, he knows, uh, from what I'm told, that he stepped out of bounds. He should not have done this. It Sorry, crossed buddy. the line. Um, and so he's going to apologize, I'm sure, and, and probably already has a Jordan Poole, and the, everyone will try to move on. They did win a championship, so I'm going to give Draymond Green and the Warriors the benefit of the doubt. All right, let's hope they figure it out. Yeah, good luck, boys. Yeah, okay. Bygones be bygones. Good, good apology spree there. Mm -hmm. yeah, put your shorts down. I didn't know I was covering uh, – I, I didn't know I might be covering wrestling, you know, on a, on a, third, on a Wednesday, Thursday. Did Jordan Poole sell or was yeah. it no sell? Did you, yeah, let's talk about it. Was, it a, was there a knockdown? Was it a knockdown from what you heard, or was it just pretty much a – did Jordan Poole take that I, thing I, right in the fucking jaw? I, I didn't get details on, on where it went as far as the Jordan Poole getting knocked to the ground. I didn't get those details, but I know as soon as the hit was delivered, yeah. teammates separated those two. Like, it was almost whoa, immediately whoa, whoa. where those two guys had to be separated. So, a pretty clean punch then, probably. Yeah. If teammates were separating before, mm -hmm. you might get, a, like, a miss. Around something. It said it was escalating, too, so they were probably on high alert. Everybody yeah. so soon as it. Yeah, Wait, but you know, I, I, I think I gotta add like these two guys go at it all the time. So it's like I'm yeah. sure you okay. know from what right. I gather, right. teammates okay. were even surprised when right. Draymond you know put put that fist out and, and actually connected. I don't think anyone saw that coming because these two guys do get into it. So Paul also shit talker, big time shit talker, emotional guy, yeah. I think he's a guy that's very confident. I think Draymond Green's a guy that's very, very that's confident, awesome. as we know. I mean, the Warriors are built with a lot of confident players. And Jordan Poole, there's a reason why he went from a late first-round pick, didn't play that much his first, you know, sometimes sec you know, second season, and now he's blossomed into, into a borderline dog you know, star. Oh, 
you know, star rotation. Maybe he might player. be smelling himself a little bit. About to get some I did new see money. That report. Oh. Draymond had to, hey. Calm hey, I also saw Jordan Poole was like, make five jumpers in a row, and then everyone that he missed, Jordan Poole like, kept get, like, getting yeah, on him. And live, live. Was just, you saw that on the internet? Yeah. Yeah, that's where you saw that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a tweet. It was a report on the internet. <laughs> it was a report on the internet. <laughs> a bunch of reads. Is that what you call tweets? Just tweets yes. or memes? A report yeah. on the internet? <laughs> Connor, your question for Shams, and we got to let Shams go. We appreciate you, Shams. Yeah, Shams, Pat alluded to it, but why does it seem like everyone on the internet who has either played in the NBA or is in the NBA knows what Ime Udoka did, and how has it not <laughs> gotten out yet? Because as a Celtics fan, I'm very concerned, and it seems like they're never going back to the finals now. So I'm going to break it down, you know, what, what happened. I'll give you the timeline. Okay? Here we go. So, so this relationship, what I'm told, started – uh, during the playoffs and it oh, no. went into oh, no. uh, July and at summer league the Celtics found out in July and it, from what I'm told and once the Celtics found out what they were told at the time that everything w- was good between the two sides that you know it was a consensual relationship and they obviously moved forward with their offseason you know like this wasn't a topic that every anyone within the Celtics was I think worried about it wasn't until uh, a, a few weeks ago when uh, the female employee informed the organization that she had unwanted comments made to her by Ime Udoka um, at some point earlier before this relation, this you know relationship, this intimate improper relationship started, um, and that's when the organization had to do another uh, really round of investigation and interviews, and that's when they come down with the one-year suspension. So. Anytime you think about workplace misconduct, like they're going to companies, especially corporations like the South, they're going to they're, they're take that seriously. So that's really the extent of it. Um, now, what else beyond that, as far as people's personal backgrounds and what their situations might be with their, um, you, you know, with, with, with their, you know, marital status and things like that, like, that's nothing that I'm going to touch. Um, but as, as far as where, where, where this situation stands, Ime Yudoka is away from the team. Uh, I think, listen, he, th- this isn't a relationship that should have ever occurred, and um, the Celtics acted in the way they acted. It, it isn't – I don't think it's anything more than just unwanted comments, unwanted, you know, whatever you want to call it, language toward the, the female employee. Okay, thank you for laying that entire – I mean, i got a timeline here. I wrote it down. Playoffs, sure. July, moved on. Then it says female employee said she had unwanted comments said to her before – the relationship happened before the playoffs this happened and then they investigated it after finding out in july about the whole thing they've moved on all parties moved on then she said that she had unwanted comments said to her before the relationship even started is that right yes huh. now now pat i'm not here to you know i'm not i'm not here to sit you know to an- a- analyze that huh? That those were the facts of the investigation. Got it. They they gave a one one year suspension. So I understand. Hey, listen, in programs and organizations. But you can't. You can't. Pat, you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds, <laughs> yeah. sounds like you're saying that organizations are allowed to have their guidelines and protocols and rules and assessments, especially when something is in there and then it involves somebody of very high power or whatever. From what I'm hearing about there, and I understand that you know like. You know, you got to set a standard, and the standard is standard, and you can't set precedent no matter who it is and all that type of stuff. But from the way everybody was talking about it, I honestly thought it was going to be much different than what you just said there. Like, the way everybody who was like, like Stephen A came out, and he was like, 
more stuff is coming and they can they they do whatever they feel need to do and he was okay matt barnes i think came out and said something mm -hmm. those are two people i have a lot of respect like a lot of respect for i have a lot of respect for those guys especially when it comes to nba conversation because i don't know shit about fuck over there unless i talk to you so is there more that's potentially going to come out or is that everything right there that took place or do we not know it, either of those things I mean, th this was the extent of, of, of this investigation, investigative process. I've seen, you know, I've seen all the various things on the internet that, that probably you have as far as, you know, blowing this up. Like, I've, I've seen everything. But I mean, to, to, to clear things up, there, there wasn't an investigation into multiple weapon, women in, in the workplace. There was an investigation into one intimate, improper relationship that the Celtics, uh, the Celtics had. That was one female, one investigative process. It wasn't like this was a situation where Ime Udoka you know, the, at, at least as far as the investigation is concerned, there were multiple different, um, you know, female staffers involved in this investigation. There was one. So what more it could be, maybe they know more than I do. No way. That's not what your face just said. Yeah. That's right. You know, your mouth said something, but your face said something different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Grand pictures worth year. a thousand yeah, words. It was. It was. It was. It was. I'm telling you all. Body language. All right, you guys figure it out. Yeah, that's what he just said. <laughs> yeah. are, 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 yo, Pat, Pat, are we going to talk about LeBron's Vegas team? Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, you're there right now, I guess. Are you in Vegas or where are you? I, I am in Vegas. I'm going to go to the G League Ignite game um, with, to see. That's, to that's what you French, said. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, star, was. Yeah. But, I, is, is that where LeBron played last night? Is that where he was? And then he gives the press he did, conference he did, and he yeah. says that himself. Lakers' son. Yeah, and, go ahead. And, and, and he spoke about, yeah, about, about owning a team. So, I mean, I, listen, I think. There's a lot of momentum toward LeBron James eventually owning a team, Vegas being specifically the one that he wants to own. But, Pat, here's one interesting thing that I found out in the last, you know, how many ever hours, 12 hours since LeBron James made those comments. If and when this does happen, he would be or he would want to be the majority owner. So, you know, I think there's been a lot of talk and a lot of analysis probably going on. Like, would LeBron James just be backed by a bunch of partners and just be a name? He would want to be majority owner, so that means putting the the brunt of the of yeah, the right. financial money into Let's this. Go. He was already, I think, Forbes announced him as a billionaire. So that's the goal for LeBron James: being a majority owner, not just a silent partner, not just a name, not just someone that you know a bunch of backers can put behind because he's LeBron James. He would want to be the majority stakeholder. Okay, that's a great piece of information. We appreciate you, Sham Sharanya, uh, the stadium and the athletic. The um, the conversation immediately goes to. Uh, is he going to be Jackie Moon if he owns the team? Uh, and the Vegas team's coming soon, and he's still playing. Is he also coaching that team and general manager of that team? Is it the Las Vegas LeBrons? And are we about to enter the greatest era in sports history? Yeah. Is that about to happen? <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, listen. There's no president for a uh, owner also serving as a coach or oh. a player or anything like that. Bill but like, Russell, listen, as far as personnel decisions. You know, you have Le uh, like LeBron James is going to be a majority owner of, uh, of the Las Vegas NBA team. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be very, 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 very involved in terms of day-to-day, -day, you know, high-level personnel decisions. But as far as coaching, I don't, I don't think I see that in, in LeBron James' future. But he will be playing. <laughs> hey, listen, Michael Jordan did it with the, with the Wizards, but he had to let go of his, of his yeah, ownership. That's the thing, Pat. Why? Th that's a trade-off. I don't, so I don't, I don't know if LeBron James will buy a team for billions and then let it go. Riley's for, for Pat Riley, was Pat Riley coach, owner, president? Imagine Bronny on his team, though. 
keep it in house. I saw somebody. That would be something. Board, boardroom posted that he has like a 8.3 million nil um, projection or something like that. Oh yeah, Jeez. he's Phase Clan as well. And then Arch Manning's the number two, like 3.8 million dollar valuations from the boardroom and then there's uh the youngest braun uh went and visited duquesne so i'm pretty sure he's going there so that's pretty sweet so that's probably not happening he just hit a growth spurt or something right yeah he's huge the young the youngest uh james he just hit a growth spurt he's i think he's taller now i think he's like six seven yeah watching that family watching that family grow up it's really cool how they interact with each other by the way can't be easy with the spotlight that has been put on that family since the parents were both teenagers so Fucking very impressive what they've been able to accomplish. But the youngest one, I don't think anybody could. He might be the dope. He, yeah, he yeah, might be the guy. He he's, I mean, he can dunk. Oh, first, yeah. first couple of videos that started coming out, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Here we go. About Here we go. go Are ahead, they going to change the one and done rule for those kids? There's a lot of uh, momentum toward that. Yes, I mean, I think that's something yeah. the PA, the league, uh, wants to get done. Let's so go. we'll see the collective bargaining agreement. They're still ironing that out over the next two months. What the new collective bargaining agreement will look like. But there is a lot of momentum. There's a lot of expectation that that would be the case. So, Bronny would not. You know, you know. Um, unfortunately, uh, there was a lot of talk when I reported that that Bronny. You know, a lot of people speculated that Bronny would be impacted. He would not be because this would go into effect the 2024 NBA as soon as the 2024 NBA draft might even be later than that maybe Bryce has a chance um Bronny's younger brother has a chance to be a part of that rule change but uh Bronny will not be impacted okay so Bryce Bronny and LeBron playing on the Las Vegas LeBrons yeah. it'll be tough that's right good luck coming to play the Jameses you're playing in our fucking backyard dude can't do it can't wait to watch it Shams we appreciate the hell out Darius you have a question for Shams yeah I got one more I gotta ask you about I gotta go out to Brooklyn man what's the vibes like in Brooklyn KD Kyrie am I a smart man or I'm an idiot betting on the Brooklyn to make a run this year let me know I mean, I, I, I think that everything so far that I've heard is, is positive. A lot will bang to me, uh, DB, on, on how Ben Simmons looks. Like, okay. he, he looked the part the other night. I think, you know, he's got to show, you know, that he's there, that he's 100% there as far as what he was, you know, prior to, the, to, to what happened, uh, you know, in the playoffs and, and what happened is with him last now? season. But th there are high expectations. He, by all accounts, he's 100% healthy. Um, he looked he looked pretty smooth, uh, fluid the other night when when he played his preseason debut. They play again tonight, so I'm curious his health, how he comes along, will be very very important because to me, Kevin Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, we know what they're going to bring to the table. There's no vaccine mandate this year uh, for Kyrie Irving to yeah, deal with, so he's going to be available full time. Hey. Um, but Ben Simmons will be a big big key for the Nets. I saw some some masks out in public. Oh yeah, a few times in Indy, right? Yeah. I have as well. Also at these game day things. I'm like, well, they know. Yeah. They know something I don't know. I, I need to know what they know. The president just had 60 minutes. None, nonetheless, Shams, that isn't for you to discuss. <laughs> we appreciate the hell. Actually, it kind of was last year. It was. Yeah. Remember, you were talking to city council in New York about right. the vaccination status and protocols. You remember and that? Then, and, then, and then we were talking about it. I mean, I, I, I want to say that we, you know, we, we did a hell of a job breaking you know, the last two years down, I got to say. So we didn't do shit, Shams. <laughs> that was you, pal. We appreciate the hell out of you, ladies and gentlemen, Shams Sharani. Yeah, He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, multi-time. Yeah. Whoa. Incredibly handsome. You'll see these blue eyes in a second. Ladies uh -huh. and gentlemen, AJ Hall. Yeah. 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 Oh, those things. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs>
What's up? I never noticed how blue it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Like crazy, dude. Like the wow. night king. I accidentally made eye contact with him the first time I seen him. Yeah. I was turned to stone. He Ooh. also has a blue light that faces him to make them look more blue. Yeah. Oh, you got those contacts in? Those contacts they were oh, giving yeah. out to people? I usually change them up. I'm surprised you don't notice. Like some days my eyes are brown, some black, some blue. You never know what my real color is. Well, that's we love when you keep us guessing. Yeah. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, great to see you, man. How are you doing? Obviously, huge night tonight with Colts and the Broncos. We talked in the first hour a little bit about how this is a narrative-building game for both of these teams. The Broncos, I believe, their fan base has thought they've been a little bit underwhelmed in the Let's Ride era with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett, especially with the wealthiest owner in the NFL, spending $260 million to keep this guy around without ever seeing him play football for our team. They've looked kind of stumbling out the gates. They did have to play the Niners, so that's a difficult team to have to play against for anybody, but there's been other poor showings as well. Will the defense be able to win them a game is what everybody's thinking against the Indianapolis Colts who were sputtering towards, oh, fuck, what happened season. Last weekend, they looked bad against the Titans for a majority of the game. The game before that, it looked like they were going to lose to the Chiefs. They get a massive win against the Chiefs, and nobody saw it coming because the game before that, they lost 24-0 to the fucking Jaguars. So the Colts team have a lot of things that they can prove tonight if they can win this game on primetime. Like, hey, maybe this is a year. Maybe there's another week of hope. Maybe the team can put it together with Jonathan Taylor out and Shaq Leonard out, two of your best players. And on the Broncos, we don't stink. We actually are good. The money was well spent. It just took us some time to figure it out. That was the conversation in the first hour, AJ. Is that how you feel? And do you have anything to add on to that? There's a lot to digest there. I got. I need to think it through a little bit. But what what's on the top of my mind was I was connected before you went to break, and you were tell, asking D. But are they are these guys are they penetrable? Are, are they going to be able to penetrate these guys? Like that's what you were asking, correct? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to know if the I'm, offense. I'm banking on the, I'm banking on the Colts D line and their ability to penetrate the Broncos offensive line at least enough to make it a game. I okay, so good. you think defense getting penetration on Denver's offense. Mm -hmm. D, yeah, penetrate. Hopefully oh, Denver right. doesn't, doesn't open up those big gaping holes because mm -hmm. then oh, it'll be yeah. a long night for Indianapolis. That's right, and that's football. Yes, there's nobody else <laughs> yeah. in this room that can make that sound. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ty can do ten different dudes. Okay, <laughs> Connor can do three Whoa. or four. <laughs> what? <laughs> a lot of penetration. What are we doing? I you guys, Tally, get We're your head out of, out of the gutter. What is that? Boys. Problem. This is Boys. Come on. Z. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> children. Yeah. Jeez. Ty can impersonate with his mouth and vocal cords like 10 different dudes. Mm -hmm. Connor can be four or five different guys with his mouth. There's a lot of talent with voices around here. Yeah. Tons of talent. There's only one mouth that can make that sound that you hear, and that's why he makes it, because he knows it. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a good one. It's a good one. It fits in. It was going to be his fantasy football team name, you remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to try to make us have to say that every single time we say his team name. That's we couldn't right. figure it out. Where nobody else can say it. Zito, you have a real talent back there, sir. Team Fresh Beat. Boom. Nice. That's his actual team name with the kiss emojis. Not going to be able to say it, though. No, can't. How is fantasy football going? My team good? Yeah, you got yeah, a good squad. Best Gump, team in the league. You know, Gumpy, actually. That a baby Phil? Gumpy you is know, undefeated. not good. Oh. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, their team mm -hmm. absolutely fucking stinks. Worst team I've ever seen in fantasy man. football in my entire life. Really? Long By season. far. Long season. What happened? They drafted Naeem Hines in like the second pick. round. Tonight it pays off. We yeah. drafted AK. We got uh, Kamara. Yeah, he was one of our first picks. Yep, and then Hines uh, in the Hines. second round. Long before season, yeah. long season. I believe you already cut bait with Naeem Hines, right? You guys traded yeah. him. He's yeah, about to play him. now. Yeah. yeah, they don't have him anymore. Uh, no. Yeah, he's playing for Team Fresh Meat, I believe. Yeah. 
<laughs> got him. Got Patterson. Are we doing any trades? Patterson. Are people trading AJ? I know you tried to trade literally. I day- sure tried to. Connor took advantage of me. Yeah, I didn't take advantage of Tony, but I did trade and get Graham Gano back because yeah. he is now in his rightful <laughs> home. He's been a huge hit for our locker My room. My team's 0-2 since trading Graham Gano. It was right. a terrible trade. We Bad idea. T- locker room's completely disheveled. Mm-hmm. And I, Team Graham Gano rocks is now 2-0 and since getting Graham Gano. Not is to that the X factor? The, yeah. Graham Gano. Yes. Yeah. He hits long balls. Yeah. And he's got a C on his chest now. The I boys had, love him in there. I had a kid and six hours later, Connor sent me a trade request and I didn't even know where I was at <laughs> and I've accidentally hit accept and fucking... What was it? Right from the Belichick I, did, I gave him like I, I gave him <laughs> Ty, God, I was I I gave him on Tyree Kill and Justin Jefferson for like Muhammad Sanu or something. T- Tony's just spinning some <laughs> yarn over there. I gave him the Broncos defense, which Darius talks about. Unbelievable. Dogs. And I got Zach Ertz, and he wasn't even playing Zach Ertz at the time. So it was a fair trade. But I mean, yeah, I've been in the lab trying to, <laughs> you know, make some trades. I have been known to be a mad scientist when it comes to fantasy football. Sue me. Like Tomlin said about Vaughn Miller. Bingo. Right. Like Billy Bean chewing on paper when he's trying to make trades with everybody. Okay, so in first place, oh Team Gump. Had a baby Gump. Where'd he go, Gumpy? We're only winless. Gumpy's undefeated. He's like the Philadelphia Eagles team Gump up there in Canada. They know their fantasy, eh, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Paul. AJ, right, Paul. AJ, how about that Canadian fantasy, eh? I took on Gump last week, I believe. He ended up uh, just barely edging me out. Oh, okay. So they, he has <laughs> been in games. I haven't been able to follow yeah. closely enough how these games have gone. I don't know the teams through yeah. and through. I do know that CFO Phil, I don't really know, to tell you the truth. I know we were playing him, though. Yeah, he barely beat off Mike Hawkhurst. <laughs> barely. He was edging him? Yeah. Was it really close? It was a close game. There we go. Good battle. You guys are down job, there in ninth place. Uh, my team with Phil is in second place. That a baby, Phil. Good work, Phil. Coastal Elites, Bruce Brown in third. Not too bad there, Bruce. Now, Bruce is the commissioner of the league, so there might be some fuckery there. Sure. Yeah, yeah he always seems to get the first waiver. I don't know how that yeah, works. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. In the fourth place, uh, Fresh Meat. That was four or five, but I <laughs> uh-huh. think there was a, uh, a, a letter. Yeah, oh, a yeah. Max. Max. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he maxed it out with all the emojis, so he couldn't get all the extra kisses in. Although it is said it's not rote. The clobbering cabolis. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's your team, Nick? Yeah, that's me. Ty? That is my team. Yep. <laughs> With his face, actually. Yeah, you, you can see my, my team logo is actually Capoli's face on there. Yeah. All right. You should wear a walking boot. Well. Easy, AJ. Actually, that's when the season kind of turned around is when, you know, Capoli found himself in the hospital again. And my boys knew, hey, we got to fucking, <laughs> we got to put on for our namesake. Yeah. And they have. And they have. Mm-hmm. Two weeks, I, I you know scored 165 points this last yeah. week, and it, it is highest highest point total yeah. by any team. What's so funny? <laughs> what, dude? Caboli's on IR. Okay, Caboli is battling. Come yeah. on, yes. we, you wanted to talk to him yesterday. Literally reached out to him. I'm like, hey, how's Caboli doing? And we didn't know because he hasn't tweeted in weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the universe saying, like, hey, guess what? Our namesake is down on his luck right now. Boys need to go out there and perform. Okay. For him. And TJ Hawkinson last week, Jeez. he fucking took that message to heart. Right. Fighting otters? Who are the fighting otters? That's, That's mid. Sixth place, not too bad. Two and two. A lot of people tied here, I guess. Yeah. So we're going to have to go mm-hmm. into standings. Yeah, two and two is all a tie, right? Nah, then it's points after that. Oh. Yeah. Point, <laughs> total points. Point total is the tiebreaker. Yeah. Fresh beat. Oh, Team Graham Gano rocks the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is that you, Diggs? The Pittsburgh Steelers? No, that's, uh, that's uh, Scumbag Stolen Valor Foxy. Whoa. That's me. Foxy. What's that all about? Well, 
2-0 and with Graham Gano, 0-2 with Adams. That's and that what team happened. Absolutely stinks now, just like the real Pittsburgh. Grabbed team. his cap. Oh, team Graham oh. Gano rocks is, uh, is climbing up the charts here, right? That's right. Started out 0-2, really down on our luck. Didn't really have that leader in the locker room. We trade Adam Thielen for Graham Gano. All of a sudden, everybody's following, you know, number nine up there in New York. Scoring. Mm-hmm. Scoring points. Back-to-back huge weeks. I do have the undefeated team Gumps, though, this weekend. So uh, we need you. We'll see how it goes. Hey, we need you to get a win there against yeah. Gump. We miss mm-hmm. you, Gump, but also need a one in that L call. Yeah. Right? He's got a lot of uh, Denver guys going for him tonight. So Mike Hawkert's here. We talked about them mm-hmm. edging. Uh, mm-hmm. edging hey, my defense had a negative score. I think last game. Yeah, yeah the Bucks defense—they gave up 41 Ooh, points. What do you, so how do you get? Like, how do you get points as a defense? Did you see what Patrick or? Mahomes did? That's how you definitely lose points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a rough one. But how do we get points defensively? Sacks, interceptions, Sacks, yeah. interceptions, yeah. fumble, good recovery. stuff. Come Not on. giving up points. Ty, don't you won't need the attitude, Ty. <laughs> well, three hey, and out. I assume three and out. Is uh, nope. yards. Nope. Yeah, yards and points. Care. They don't know. You start Bro, with right? points. They hey, don't care about yards. Hey, fantasy football. We need to relax here. Real life football. Let's get them <laughs> off no the field. No one cares about yeah. yards given up. Everyone's going to give up 5,000 yards. Well, well, you, you know start who does game. fantasy football. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's why your team stinks. How about three and out? We get five points or something. Five points. What the? You don't know how this works, Hawk. Dude, three and out is huge. You know how huge a three and out is? That's fucking massive, bub. Absolutely, yeah. but that's you also get the special teams points. So you get a three and out, and then you get a punt return touchdown. Boom. You get six points Wham. right there. I'm okay. just saying there should be a little bit more reality in this fantasy if people really want to get their you know rocks off. Sure. This yeah, I agree. Hey, look, I got the Colts defense, and no one's more pissed than me because they are not <laughs> playing well. So <laughs> What's that I drafted Jonathan Taylor first overall. Your MVP guy stinks. Game gone field. No, yeah. no. Well, there's no goddamn accountability. It feels like, but what is your problem you there? <laughs> look, we're talking about these quarterbacks, you know, having a little trouble adapting to new teams with Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson. The whole line and the running back aren't adapting to shit. <laughs> fucking hand them the ball and run through the hole, but there aren't any goddamn holes. It sucks. The city sucks when the Colts suck. Right. I'm sick of it. The Pacers get started somewhere. Right? They wow. fucking suck even more. No. Yeah. No, the Pacers yeah. are going to be good. The guy hit the anvil. No, they are terrible. I think the guy hit the anvil, exactly. I think they, they don't have a guy. No one knows no, his name. No, it's the guy. He just started playing here. I think the 11 stinks, too. No, no in the good. 11. They're good. And no one gives a fuck about them anyways. No, they do. They oh, have yeah, a fever squad. I thought you said they have in like three the months. The fever. Fever. Yeah. Who the hell is that? Their season's up. <laughs> yeah. The fever. AJ. Fever had Come six on. first round 11? picks, so yeah. Oh, the 11? You don't know the fe- fever. You know who the fever are. Yeah, yeah everybody does. But the 11, Thank what's 11? It's a soccer soccer here in town. I'm, I'm, I'm about to go all no, in no. on the goddamn Indy Power or whatever the hell it is. The hockey team they Indy have. Fuel? Fuel, they're, dude, they're Indy awesome. Fuel. They're actually you getting a new, on them. They're actually getting a new arena built. It's gonna be sweet. Hey, that baby, let's Look go. Fuel. Who's paying yeah. for that? Me, probably. It's actually uh, yeah. The goddamn city. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh crappy. First spill. Yep. First spill. <laughs> Didn't touch the ground. Oh, shit. Way to save it. Big win. That is the same table from the other studio, though. So that thing has been spilled on plenty of times. Oh yeah, true. We can torch it too. You might want to. <laughs> Block that yeah, shit. You want to get that out. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some stories. That was terrible. So fantasy football. Sorry, it stinks. Fantasy football stinks. Mike oh, Hawkert's in ninth. Yeah. Puckians in tenth. Paulie Walnuts Ponders in eleventh. Yeah, tough. I'm the Lions. Basically, I got most points for and most points against. That's what that's gonna happen. Yeah, you fucking go for it. And then the uh, dirty butts right there in dead last. Yeah, right where we picked. Worst team in the history Sorry. of the game. Everybody's on the trade block right now. Everybody. Everybody. Can. 
Anybody right, doing any business with the uh, dirty butts? Yeah, I'll trade you Odell for uh, your best player. <laughs> Which one? How about that? Yeah, Alvin Kamara, that was our first round pick. You can have him. I'll take Odell. No, nah, it's okay. He stinks. I want your best player. Whoa, Alvin Kamara? He's good. He's only played hey, in like two games. Draft at playoff time? What's that, AJ? Do we have to do another draft no, when the playoffs over. come? Fantasy's no, over it, before yeah, the playoffs. Ends the week before the season ends. So it's, seven. Uh, oh, yeah, week 17. It's the last week. Oh, I the they games. don't do 18 because sometimes guys uh, sit and don't oh, play the okay. last week. We got a lot of ball left, Gertie. Come on, Gertie. No, I was just about to say, I think it's over for you guys already. Yeah, you guys are done. Yeah, your team oh, stinks. You're probably going to have to win out, and you're, you won't because your team stinks. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Let's go, Herbert. Diggs. You actually traded one of your best players to fresh meat, and he went off for like Ooh. 20 points. Cordero Patterson. Well, he's on IR now. Yeah, well, he would have won you a game last week. You guys need what him back. No, he wouldn't win that game. We lost by 60. <laughs> oh, we lost by 60? <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez, I didn't even know that. Because my GM, Dirty, didn't bench Alvin Kamara. Oh! That's what happens when you go get over four, you start pointing fingers. No hey, chemistry. Dirty, Dirty's been busy, you know? Sure. My That's GM is great. Well, you have to say that or it'll slit your throat. <laughs> <laughs> that may be part of it, but no, Bill has done amazing. I love what Bill is doing. Hey, Bill, we love you, Bill. Love, love you, Bill. Love you. Bill's got his own room. He does. Yeah. Bill's got his own no, office. In, his in, kill shelter? Yeah, that's where those moths came oh, from. No, they, now, Bill's, they really did actually. Bill's room, though, Moth gone. got like What's taken it like? over. Yeah. What's it like back there? It's it's pretty nice. I'm office. never. Good. He's got two windows. He got two windows. Really? Yeah. He covers him with pillows, though. He likes <laughs> to start. <laughs> no, no, he does not. This is bullshit. Those are pillows. That's you've ever seen Dexter. I want to say this. Bill is a fucking hardworking good dude. He He's a dog. The things you guys say about him are rude. Okay. With that being Very said. Rude. It does seem as if he does feed into it at any chance he possible. He, he certainly does not do himself any favors. I've been meaning to ask you. Love he, Bill. Bill has been an adult since he was four years old. He right? has. Sometimes he's been, there's a trap door here that he sneaks through here. Sometimes you care if I put a Claymore there? Um, a Claymore like <laughs> Drew McIntyre? No, no, a Claymore mine. Yeah. Like it blows up. Like Bill, so you kill him. Yeah, Bill steps like a on trip the trip wire. wire and <laughs> do not, we Don't need do Bill. Do not. We do. need him. We need Bill. Also, don't be putting bombs in here. I thought you were going to Claymore kick him in the face. No, that would actually, too. yeah. It's an incendiary. Not only. one, not two, but three Claymore <laughs> kicks. Oh, oh, actually, it'd be quite calculated. If one, maybe get Andrew. Bill would eat that, and yeah. then Bill would choke you out, I think. But anyways, yeah, he's got his own office back here, and ESPN sent their satellite suburban. You know, the, uh, the satellite truck, the, yeah. the, it became a, a van, and then it became a Sprinter. And then now they have satellite Suburbans, which is great. But Sweet. nobody can sit inside of the Suburban with all the stuff in it. So they had to bring all their stuff basically into Bill's office. So there is stuff in Bill's office back there. But he's still got his good space. It Bill, was nice man. of him to clean out the uh, rib cages and torsos and skeletons all right, and skulls so out of there for them. I guess that documentary, it's not a documentary I'm learning as I go here. But that series has like the fourth or fifth most watch yeah. time in one week drop period mm -hmm. in Netflix's really? history. Wow. Squid Game. Mm -hmm. uh, was a big one. Uh, exotic. Hubie Halloween. Why do you think people love shit like that? Watched that Halloween. last night, by the way, Diggs. Banger. Hubie Halloween? Dead serious. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah with my kids, like, let's watch a Halloween so movie. We, got, we put up some decorations yeah. outside, so I'm like, let's do it. Hubie Halloween, you know what? Not the worst thing I've seen. Thank you. Thank we you. all agree. We all agree. Tone doesn't. That's why he said it. But I, still has it. I think the reason why people enjoy it is because, it. like, um, you know, it's it's hard to fathom that that human exists. 
you know, like that just person's walking amongst you. It's like you, we put people up on a pedestal because they're doing things that we don't think we can do. And it's like, holy shit, this is some sort of superhuman. And when it's on the complete opposite side, I think people are same, like enamor almost by it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why everybody wants to watch it. Just, mm -hmm. And I think it's a good reminder, like, hey. People like this exist. There's, yeah. people, there's motherfuckers out there that you're not going to be able to fix. Like, yeah. As you're watching this series, and who knows what's real and what isn't now at this point, have you watched the entirety of it yet, AJ, or no? Not all of it, but I know his story. I know he was drilling into people's foreheads and creating zombies and eating bodies and everything. So. It, and drugging them and everything, yeah. And he had bodies yeah. inside the walls of his house or whatever. But he was you know, opening up towards the end there of his thing, allegedly. I think all of it's from his actual transcript conversation, so I think it is what he's saying. And, like, the things he's saying is, like, have you ever met somebody who's just, like, evil? And it's, like, his dad's trying to figure out where it went wrong. His mom's trying to figure it out. And he's, like, I just, this is just how I am. Like, yeah. it's just who no. I am. It's, like, Scary. God damn, a human can just be created like that? Like, that is a good reminder, I think, yes. for all of us to kind of. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why people watch it. I think it's that type of thing where it's, like, can't be real. But also, you can see the argument in kind of glamorizing this type of thing too because yeah. at the end he got like fans and shit people writing yep. to him making his life different giving him money it's like they always do man we can't we listen this cannot be something that we think this is heel this is the worst heel of all time this is bad people mm -hmm. can't have people fantasizing about the whole thing but when you watch it it's hard not to keep watching it's a wild thing it's a wild thing us humans uh kind of go through yeah it's scary i mean that's chilling like you said especially like you know when you start having kids and stuff it's like hey parenting might not even matter like you could do everything right and your kids still just like that's just the way they are I think is I think there's certainly some fuck ups from the parents, but sure. from yeah. what I've heard, like every parent fucks up though. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of horrendous parents out there and their kid doesn't turn into Jeffrey Dahmer. So yeah, you never that's what's scary about it. You <laughs> yeah. never really know. Hey, that's Fair the motivator point. though, right? If you have a kid, mm -hmm. don't create a Dahmer. Yeah. yeah. And oh, even yeah. I said that last week. Yeah, there Dahmer, it is. Because yeah. other guys I know were watching, like, have you guys seen that? I was like, Man, I was watching some of it and I'm just I think I texted you that. Yeah. It's an actual standard. It's I like want to raise a Dahmer. Please fucking hey. All right. There's got to be signs early on, though. Yeah, they, the kill, most, they kill animals. Yep. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a sign. Peter Peter Pan. Pan. Yeah. yeah. Some you say a lot, too. Say something nice to people, beat that. You know, I feel like that's yeah. important, too. You bully <laughs> motherfuckers. That's, that sometimes yep. flips that switch, too. So. Forever. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Forever. Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes people can't, can't come back from hating everybody because of how they get treated, which isn't, hey, listen. That's not, I don't think that's a normal thing. I don't think that's a lot of people, but I think there are people out there that are like that, and we should acknowledge that those people exist. So maybe, you know, like just, hey, how you doing? You know, and then, yeah. all right, fucking weirdo. Man, all right. <laughs> well, in the you don't have to be rude to the people, though, you know? You don't have to be rude to them. Just keep it inside. Just keep it moving, yeah. you know? Larry Hall, another series we just watched, too. Like, you learn about his childhood and the sequence of events, but also there is still that part that felt like he was kind of always like that almost john wayne gacy yep yep hey don't look at me Thanks look at Zeke. Nope. Nope. <laughs> the question is when do they cross the line and and actually like start killing people Come on. and then they just keep going it seems like you get older god i'm hoping with the way modern world is where like everything is documented yeah basically you think i guess there's still unsolved murders and stuff there's one here in indiana that's insane me and Jim Irsay, I think, put up like uh -huh. 50 grand yeah. each for any tips. Two girls were just murdered out in the middle of a walkway in the middle of the woods in a small town here in Indiana. Haven't found the person. Have a kind of a camera on them, but can't really see them. So I guess they're still, 
a chance that these people exist. And they always say the stats, like, hey, there's this many serial killers walking around or whatever. I'm like, I feel like everything right now is is captured, basically. Yeah. But I guess there's a lot of the place that isn't, and that's just <clears throat> me being naive. I guess there's places in the woods and shit like that where things can happen where we don't get it. But I feel like we'd be on to these motherfuckers earlier, don't you think? I think it's a lot tougher to get away with anything right now with all the ring cams, the security cams they can find, they can track back 30 streets and see where your car was coming. Like, uh, yeah, hey, people that get away with it, I don't know how you do. Well, and also back in the day, they used to track cell phones and obviously we have somebody we know, but also if you watch a Dateline and it would just be able to put a triangle like, they were within this Mm -hmm. 20 mile area here. Mm If we had to get, yeah, we got a ping here, and then mm-hmm. at 1.30 p, uh, a.m., we got a ping on this one, so they would have had to have been in this area. Now it's like everything basically has, like, a locator. Yeah, yeah. right away. There it is. Uh, what car are they in? Boom. All right, where's the... Yeah. Yeah, Oklahoma. You, you want to learn a lot, watch Criminal Minds with Aaron Hotchner. Fucking ah. 16 seasons of fucking filled with serial killer knowledge. Oh, yeah. Well, even I don't, see, I don't want to watch it that much, I think. I, I think that's yeah, a dabble either. situation. I think that's a dabble. Okay, I get the toxicity in my life. Let me get back to watching, you know, football, Funny stuff. football did, and wrestling. Did you watch <laughs> the one on Netflix that's good, uh, Mindhunter? Uh, yeah, I tried to. That was the first uh, yeah. episode the guy yep. couldn't make. I was like, all right, it seems to be a little bit too serious. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get into uh, the right, right mind frame for that. But I think it's worth a watch just because oh. you're like, uh, this human has existed. Let's go through some stuff. Von Miller uh, chit-chatted about Kenny Pickett and his statements on Von Miller's Twitch stream last night. Von Miller, friend of the program, will not be on program going forward. Wait, what the what hell? happened? Whoa, Why? What the? What happened? Are you serious? Expecting Are we at the weekly? Less than an hour. What happened? Huh? Why is everybody so negative about well, My this? favorite part is well, what week. happened. Pissed. I thought he was coming this can't be Von's We really like him. It wasn't Von's Yeah, it seems like he loves it. It's powers of be. Which powers? Well, bills? Powers. No, the Bills. We'll try to beat him this week. No, I think that ain't going. Fucking president? <laughs> Good luck. Bills loves us. Okay. Bills do love so us. Does have, he does do his own show, so too, right? Yes, Why? that's the thing. That's the, the thing. thing. What's his own show? <laughs> Never heard of it. It's Bleacher a, Report. It's a Vaughncast. The Vaughncast. It's a good podcast. Oh, it's on Bleacher Report? Yes. Is but it? Anyways, yeah. nonetheless. They... Well, I think he's doing oh, once a week there. Him. Well, powers that be. No, Vaughn. listen, I do, but I appreciate what you just said. But for whatever reason, they think that is the right move for the business. They hate us. Potentially. Well, they, I hate them. They could take shots using no, you cartoons, but can't let. Yeah, tell them, yeah. hey, I don't want to be in Gridiron Heights anymore. You know take what? Fuck, out. don't tell them. I'm Let's honored. Fucking soon. I'm, I'm honored I was in Gridiron Heights, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> uh, like, no big deal. That's how they feel their business. I'm smack them in the mouth. Who yeah. we got to talk to? Lefko? No, listen. He's busy. He's back on NBA TNT, killing it. Tuesday nights, he does kill it. Yep. The um, we move on. That's what they thought the, that was right for business, good for them. Vaughn Cass on Bleacher Report is his show, and I think it was something that he was maybe focusing. Who knows? Too much time. Maybe it wasn't Vaughn, I guess. But nonetheless, we appreciate the hell out of Vaughn Miller and got a chance to learn a little bit more about his brain, how much he respects football and everything like that in our conversations. I, also, he's chicken formed. And yep. Yep. It's cool. like everything he's got going grass, on. I mean, he's an super absolute grass, stud. Super grass, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And how he feels about, you know, some chip blocks and everything. Yep. It was great conversations. We appreciate the miss hell out of Vaughn. But we know he's a... We do miss you, Miss you, Vaughn. We'll listen to the Vaughn cast mm-hmm. on Bleacher Report so we can get our weekly dose of Vaughn Miller's big old brain. That's right. Can't do it. Yeah. No chance. No, no, no. What are you guys talking about? Can't do it. If he switches... From Bleach Report, maybe. 
No, 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 no. But until then, this ain't no. one of those. Anyways, he got a chance to open up a little bit about Kenny Pickett, uh, and what Kenny Pickett said was basically, you know, something about an underdog in that whole thing. And Von Miller live on his Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Von Miller, I believe. He cut a little bit of a promo, and I enjoy listening to Von Miller talk about not only the game, but the mentality behind it. Here's from Von Miller's Twitch just last evening about Kenny Pickett in his first start for the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend against Von Miller in the Buffalo Bills defense. Everyone thinks we're underdogs, but we don't. Who thinks you're underdog, bud? Like, <laughs> geez, Kenny. I watch him on Twitch. Yeah. Nobody said, what? Stop it, Kenny. <laughs> Stop it, Kenny. <laughs> don't, don't try to get crazy on us man we're just come in and play the game don't <laughs> hey why is he looking at the spread nobody looks at the spread of the game like nobody's looking at none of that like we, we're just getting ready to play the Steelers bro like don't try to get fake mad at, at, at <laughs> you know don't try to get crazy on us man <laughs> nobody thinks you're underdogs Kenny like no, no, this is no, this you you're trying to no, don't do it. <laughs> no, don't do it. Stop it, man. Stop. I think the thing about it is he wanted to make sure Kenny Pickett knew, hey, we have respect for you, Kenny yeah. Pickett. Mm -hmm. It's just because everybody else is saying it. Don't fucking listen. This ain't coming from us at all, which I appreciate. I do like the fact though that, like Dig said in the middle of that, Tomlin certainly uses the spread. You guys are fourteen point yeah. underdogs, largest. Point spread for a Steelers team in like 20 years ever. or something. Ever. Since, since ever. the merger, right? Yep. Since the merger yep. of the league. So Tomlin's definitely letting them know that. Vaughn Miller's like, well, just listen, sports books can say what they want. Everybody else, it ain't coming from us. I think that's what he was saying. Is that what you got out of that, AJ? Yeah, and I think a lot of their games that the Bills go into, they're going to be the favorite. Like, they're not looking at the spread. They don't care. Like, they, they really don't. I think for the most part, maybe it's different now. I don't, teams don't really, players, coaches, maybe, if it's a gigantic spread, could use it as motivation. But normally, I don't think week-to-week -week players care that much. So I'm, I'm intrigued on how it turns over because it wasn't talked about at all in, in any of the conversations I had. Yep. Uh, now, uh, there was other potential you know, situation where money was being wagered sure. on things happening. Sure. Okay? Not involving sport, involving skill. Okay. Mm mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cornhole is a sport, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan Jones. Oh, yeah. He was almost professional, but there was just a, just a graphic. But nonetheless, nobody wants to be the Pete Rose of football, okay? No. And it's not even something that even enters into the world. Fantasy football does because people say, hey, you uh, ruined my fantasy team. Some guys, I think, even play fantasy football, but that shit wasn't talked about whenever I was having conversations around the locker room. D-Bud, you could see how that could be motivation, though, as the world continues to evolve in a sports book world, you think? Or is that just something that whenever it's the biggest in the history of the team, yeah. it is going to be something that's going to get brought up by Mike Tom? Yeah, maybe as a, as a one-off, like in this situation. But like you guys said, that was something we never talked about because we know none of that shit matters. Like At records, all. none of that shit matters when you go out there and play play the game and uh it's the this is Steelers like you never take the Steelers lightly with Mike Tomlin coach I don't care who's trotting out there and playing for him I remember uh you know I grew up around a lot of Italians and as we got older you know there were some of my Italian friends <laughs> that were doing you know some sports gambling before it was legalized here in the United States in a certain amount of states and I was always so fascinated whenever I would talk to him about it because I was at that time college kicker and punter okay so kicking definitely matters punting mm -hmm. 
in actual football does matter, even though the, the people that are betting probably don't know that. Mm. And I'm like, I have no idea how the fuck I'm going to do this weekend. You know? Like, I have... I seem to hit the ball far. Coaches, I, coaches don't know. Coaches don't, don't know what team's going to be out there. So I think that also adds into the thought to what Debut was saying. Like, it's hard to take sports gambling serious whenever you have no fucking idea yeah. how you're going to perform. Now, I'm sure there's guys that are just like, yeah, I'm going to have 200 yards, 10 catches, four touchdowns today, or whatever, every single day, and I like that type of optimism. But if that person was to get real, it's like, oh, this week I might be not as many targets. I might not do that. It's a whole – I think that's an interesting part of retiring from the NFL and then wanting to still, you know, kind of feel involved in the NFL and then starting to bet on the NFL, bringing that competitive juice in. Now, it's like almost perfect for retired guys. But whenever you're in it, it's never really brought up. That's why the Ridley thing – was so surprising, Wild. I think. So I think yeah. it was surprising to a lot of us because it's like, when now granted, I don't know what the modern locker room's like because we're not in there since it's been, you know, legalized in states or whatever, but that shit was never talked about, I think. Everybody's worried to get fucking canceled almost from their entire career. Yeah, that was the, that was yeah. the thing too. They would bring in, you know, the guys that would talk about, you know, sports betting and things that went on behind the scenes. And then that was, like, dudes are more afraid to bet on games and take steroids to some shit you know what I mean so these last five years I've been out going on five years now I'm sure it's changed a lot though with all the sports books all the betting I think you got the Cardinals have a sports book in the stadium yeah yeah I think so, it's Fandle yeah, yeah so yeah it, there is much more Sounds in their day-to-day sure. life now so mm-hmm. and probably, probably talk about it more now um you're going on five years retired yeah congratulations your insurance is running out uh, yeah okay. one more year thank you NFL thank you for the five years that should be lifetime. One of these insurances should just step up and become the lifetime insurance partner of the NFL or whatever. Smart. It's an no easy sense. marketing ploy. It's a massive piece of conversation between mm-hmm. the NFLPA and retired players because retired players tell the NFLPA to go fuck themselves because it seems like they don't take care of retired players. And every player in the league doesn't fully understand that you're going to be a retired player someday. Mm-hmm. So everything that's happening for retired players that you're voting on right now is who you are going to be someday. 100% of you are going to be that. So there's like kind of a joust game going on between active NFL, like, yeah, we're here, we're doing this, let's worry about us. And then also, like, oh, us, though, also going to be this group of guys who I'm very lucky and very fortunate to be where I'm at in my life, but a lot of guys don't necessarily have that type of thing happen. That's why documentaries take place where 80% of guys are broke and 80% of this, they don't have health insurance. It's like, at some point, there has to be some answer. And I actually pitched this at a, um, what is that called, when everybody sits in a circle? Summit? No, it's actual circle, like round. Powwow? Round table. No, it wasn't a fire. It was like, like a town hall. It was, yeah, it's called something. It was one. Who are you with? Like a G G twenty something. The commission was in there. Conference. The commission. Oh, was, was it when he came to visit you guys? No, it was at the draft. This was at the draft when oh, I was making retreat. the uh, draft like announcement. Oh, like an Illuminati meeting. That's what you're talking about. That's what it sounds no, like. Circle. You've been to that. That's what you're trying to make it sound like. Yeah. No, it, it's a it's a. Was Obama there too? Candles. Eyes wide shut. Don't sleep on Barry O. There was no presidents there. There was no mass. There was no fuckery. Okay. It was just a discussion. Sounds like a good time though. Well, it actually got pretty intense in there. Was Steve Jobs there? Steve Jobs. It was only NFL associated people. Oh, Bezos then. Well, he was not in the NFL at that time. But I, this. Bill Gates. I don't think he would have been in this one. Anyways, Bill Gates was not there. Surface, bro. The surface. I thought Zito did research on what the name of the meeting was. That <laughs> turns out he's just talking about pool parties. Sure. Steve Ballmer. He was not there. He's in the NBA. <laughs> Nonetheless, we can see. You, you guys can keep, you know, thinking of people. I'm assuming they're not going to be there. But maybe in my recollection of the day. Uh, Papa? It might be different. 
Schneider was not there or whatever. Demora Smith. He was not there either. This was just – that's why it was interesting, though. It was like NFL talking to NFL alumni and NFL legends that were doing the draft picks. Troy Vincent was in there. Uh, Roger Goodell was in there. I forget who else. And then there was like 20 guys kind of sitting in a – it was supposed to be like a casual discussion, I think, is how it was supposed to be, like a roundtable discussion almost. Like, hey, let's just talk. And it, picking where I sat was – I was by far the youngest person in there. And – Shouldn't have been there. Now, I would go on to do the draft thing that night after Reggie Wayne buries the Titans. I'd go mm-hmm. do that. So that day was a wild day for sure. But they were talking about a lot of different issues with retired players and uh, Goodell and how they can do things differently. And, you know, it was like, I want to hear. I want to hear stuff. Taking notes. There's actual notes happening. He had a uh, top button unbuttoned. Oh, casual. Casual. I think one point leg cross. Wow. Sitting back like that. Like, I since I wasn't really felt comfortable to speak, just li- doing a lot of listening, watching, and just like, oh, how's this mm-hmm. thing going? Uh, Slater's dad was in there. Jackie, Jackie, Slater, yeah. Jackie Slater was in there. He was, I think he had been in a couple of these before because he was very comfortable. Like in the things he was saying, I was like, okay, sounds like somebody is experiencing something that I might experience 10, 15 years from now mm-hmm. or friends of mine might experience and he seems to be taken in. Roger seemed to be very respondent to it. Troy did some speaking too, very positive. And then there was like an altercation that took place about insurance. Like it got like, mm. there was like a lot of people that were like chiming in on that one. It felt like the meeting was coming to an end, the time we all kind of felt that it was coming to an end. One person brought up the subject of insurance and then like three, four, you know, it became like, uh, and I was like, oh, all right, like a team. It, it almost felt like, oh, here we go. Like, all right, now this is what we came for almost. It feels like, and Roger Goodell had an incredible answer. Say, answered it, said we're trying to figure it out, but the NFLPA is the one that's kind of taken over the the insurance benefits and everything like that. Like they're the ones taking care of the benefits and what they're raising money for and five years insurance for invested players and everything like that. And the NFL is a part of the matching of the 401ks. But the NFLPA, I think, has always been the ones that have been fighting for the insurance and for everything like that. So as that was all going on, and the NFLPA has got a lot on their hands, I mean, I would not want to do that job. I would never do that job. So I, it's, it's hard for me to completely judge it because I haven't been in there. But I, outside looking in, they probably fucked up some things. And I spoke up for the first time ever at the end of it, like at the very end of it. I said, don't we think that one of these insurance companies that sponsors the league, which there is plenty, we see their commercials all the goddamn time. If I see Mr. Mayhem, who I'm a big fan of, yeah. I'm a big fan of Mayhem. Like, I think he is hilarious. I think those are good concepts. Isn't there some insurance company that we could easily, like, bundle a deal with the NFL to also take care of retired players' insurance for, like, life or whatever? Now, I know that's going to be a big deal, but can't we somehow work that type of deal? Or in the next deal, the next CBA, can't you put something? I feel like this is an easy marketing fix or whatever. And I got (laughs) – the reaction was fantastic. It was – Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll write that down. And then the meeting was over. (laughs) So now, like five, now that it's like a couple years later, I would like to revisit that. Like, I think that is, I think. They're saying there's too many, like, if they try, like, there's too many old players that they instantly have to get lifetime insurance, like all those old guys, and then everyone that continues to, you know, if you're vested and then all of a sudden you're retired or you're out of the league. Yeah, we're like 15, 20 years, you know, like, like, or five years. I'm with you. Five yeah. years, guys' bodies are still kind of keeping up. Yeah. Then, you know, yeah. it's almost like it's, it was almost done like as a strategy. 
like they have the stats yeah. like after five years like yeah. it's real it's almost exactly. like that that's kind of yeah. how it feels i think as a by the way i don't this is not for me i'm just talking about for all my friends basically that i'm kind of watch go through this there has to be some insurance that has so much fucking money in the insurance <laughs> business Limitless. there has to be some sort of bundle 10 year 15 year just a little bit more but we're talking about former NFL players, and everybody says they're spoiled anyway. So I just think that is something that could take place in the NFL. Well, in the same way they have sports books, though, right? Like they have multiple sports books that sponsor the league. Can't they have multiple like insurance they agencies do. that they can do. sponsor they do. the league? Oh, yeah. uh, they got flow. Yeah. So they could got they Mayhem. do like uh, State, State Farm? Could they do uh, time periods with each different insurance? Oh, like like ten years, saying? ten years, exactly. ten years. Yeah. So it's a thirty-year total. But and then you can get commercials from the guys who are in that bracket mm -hmm. for sure that's easy content to be made too and it's also like goodwill right isn't it aj i think this is goodwill taking care of old stars i mean it sounds like a pretty good plan i just you know they're all about money so if they yeah. can find a way to do it and still make their money they'll do these it. these insurance companies too the greediest of the greedy corporate fat cats true. oh true they don't want a bunch of broken sure. down NFL guys with tons of issues too. Well, and I assume. Like, well, that's the problem though. It's sometimes it's hard for guys to find insurance because like the insurance, some insurance won't take them when it's the only insurance that they can really qualify. It's like a very pick and choose. You need to have it, but also pick and choose. And I'm not getting into an entire insurance discussion, but I'm just talking about for the retired guys. What I have seen happen. I don't know the full conversation enough. I don't know how many people, even but the, if you get vested guys, I mean, yeah. there's there's a number of those guys. And even the, the benefits, like the line of duty and the disability stuff, like they make it so difficult for players to get that type of stuff to the point where they have to, like I, I know friends who have had eight, nine surgeries, have been on IR multiple times, and they still got to go hire a lawyer and get the benefits and then, you know, pay the lawyer 30, 40 grand after they get it. And it's like, bro, if this is enough, if you played, Seven, five years in the NFL, you should sign a paper, hand it in, and then that should start the process. Because if you play five years, if you play 10 years, if you play however long, you've dealt with significant injuries. You know what I mean? So, and also, you got to go through like multiple doctors, right? Yeah. It's like an, it's, it's, it's almost one of those processes where like you'll, re you'll win rewards if you <laughs> do this, do this, do <laughs> yeah. this, do this. And now, granted, do it, right? Like, hey, do it. But also, there's a reason that a lot of different companies use that style of thing because normally a lot of people do not have the stamina to go through all of the bullshit to do uh, it. Should, people should, listen, fucking do it. But that's not even talking about just standard insurance. That's all the other stuff that yeah. should come alongside of it all. Well, and I assume when you guys retire, like the, if they don't have the NFL insurance anymore, the premiums are so high for playing yes. in the NFL that it's like, well, fuck. I mean, you know, if you're not getting an NFL salary anymore, like it might be a lot harder to justify you know, paying those insane premiums because you yeah. did play in the league. Let's assume, you know, maybe State Farm could do that. Could take yeah. Progressive. Yeah. All State. All of them on your side. State Farm had a great run on this show. What's that, pal? State Farm had a good <laughs> run here, didn't they? Dude, I actually, right before I said that sentence, I saw the little toolbox <laughs> yeah. that they gave me right to my, like, in my yeah. head. Uh -huh. I was like, what was that company? And then I looked and I saw the fucking State Farm little toolbox mm -hmm. thing Table. that they sent us. They did not enjoy our read. No. One show, maybe? One, two shows? Two. One. No, no, it was two. It was really? one decided that it was over. Right. We'll read this one for them. Yep. Okay. And in the middle of it announced... This will be the last Probably time. Probably the last <laughs> time. <laughs> it wasn't really State Farm either. It was like the fucking group, right? It's the ad agencies, yeah. yeah. Which is another full conversation we yeah. could have. Yeah, not... I'd be pissed if I was State Farm then. What's that? 
you said the ad agency had an issue with the reads, right? Or whatever with, was going with on. With the Bugle Boys. Yeah, State Farm, though, doesn't know, dude. This is another whole digital... If we're going to dive into this conversation, I mean, <laughs> in the middle of an <laughs> incredible Thursday, 156 Eastern Standard I'm Time good. here. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I think it was a good conversation to have because a lot of people are trying to get in here. It's like, yeah, the businesses that you are selling for rarely know, not, not rarely. I mean, you can get to a point where you know them, but they have no idea. They're just looking for results from an ad agency. And if the ad agency doesn't get the results, then they'll go to a different ad agency. And the ad agency over here is going to do the same things. They think the same exact way as this. And they're just going to pass companies around, basically. And they're the ones that are in charge of how many reads you get, what, how, much the, how much you're getting paid for. And in charge is an interesting thing, but they're the ones negotiating and all. They're the ones deciding whether or not it's good or not good. They're writing the read. They're pretty much in control of your part of your show, right? Because they are buying for time in your show. Now, there's been a lot of people in the past that have made their reads a lot better because they're speaking to an audience that they created. It's not a network uh, that has audience already. The people that are reading these commercials are actually the people that built the fucking audience that is there. So, you know, some places are smart and say, hey, make this thing your own. Some places can't do that because they're the smartest people on earth because they read a book 15 years ago <laughs> in marketing and advertising that makes it, hey, read this. So that's why some of those bigger companies have yet to really dive into the digital space because the ad agencies kind of also behind the times and it doesn't necessarily work as well, if that makes sense. It does make sense. A lot of power these ad ag agencies have though. Like if they, all these monster corporations trust them, you gotta trust that they, this ad agency knows like, they know exactly where they're they're going to to market what your product is. Like, that's the thing, though. If you're an ad agency and you're going to have bring on a sponsor to a show, you would think you've watched a few hours of that show, right? And no you have an way. Idea of what, you what, think. what it is? No way. They just see the number. They see the number of yeah. whatever they think, what, whatever. Somehow, however they find out. Very rarely is there any research actually done. Now, I'm, I don't want to say never. Because I think there is probably good people in the ad agencies. There's got to be some young interns. They're like, hey, let me, let me help you with this. If you're doing it for this show, someone's like a fan of whatever show they may be going to. Exactly. I think some are good. I think there's some places yeah. that are probably good. With that being said, majority are not. Majority are very terrible. But, yeah, I think there is some research done by some in some companies. But if you're getting into the digital space, dealing with the ad agencies is a necessity at the beginning of your career because you're going to have to have it you're going to have to do it or you're with a company that's dealing with it like it was very nice to kind of see how that thing worked whenever we were with the barstool folks like watching how that whole thing pans out like barstool was an academy on a university of the internet which is what the plan was all along it ended a little shorter than i think we all thought it was going to go and congrats to busting with the boys signing mm -hmm. another two years I got nothing but love for the folks over there. Now, granted, we do things differently than they do, both on air and off air, but getting to learn from them is a very, very good thing. But those ad agencies are real, I mean, they can be a real kick in the dick. Because you start thinking that you're performing for these people. You're yeah. not. These people stink. Remember that. <laughs> these people stink. Now, always put over the business that you're, is investing in your show. I think you should put them over more than they pay you for. You should be very thankful for them giving you an opportunity. You should always make them look as good as possible because they're investing in you. You should try their product. You should know the product. You should, it makes you just better with all that. But also with that being said, ad agencies that don't let people do things in their own voice are essentially trying to buy radio ads. Right. And those don't work. No. 
in podcast. It's just not ever. something that works in digital ever. Yeah. No, they don't understand that if you just let people do their own thing and they come up with it organically, then they're going to put the product over way more than they would have if you're just reading some cookie cutter bullshit 30 second spot where it's like, hey, we let's just get through this and then we'll move on. But to be clear, at the beginning, you can't act like that. No. You got to be who you can afford to be. Right. You got to be who you can afford get to be. There. You got to play the game. You got to play the game a little bit. Sometimes you got to, you know, that's why SeatGeek's been so awesome. Mm-hmm. Ticket Stooge, the best legend. Yeah, Ian taught us a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Ian there, uh, Ian from SeatGeek, he taught us a lot. That guy, he had a big brain earlier than everybody else, and his big brain was like, "Uh, what do you want to say?" Ah, sounds good by us. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Whatever you want. And he does that with everybody, you know, because he was a younger ad agent basically, and he had it figured out. Did he lose his fastball and not having a promo code for uh, Baby SeatGeek. You know, it is, baby. <laughs> he is famous now, though. True. Oh, true. He does. He has his own podcast, this guy. Oh, yeah. Ian from uh, Ticket Stooge. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him about? on Twitter. Yeah. Ian Borthwick. What's that, pal? Yeah. What's his podcast about? Business. Come Sport. on, dude. Business. Sweet. Influencer marketing. What do you think? He's the authority on influencer yeah. marketing, as he should Sorry. be. Is Gary Vee on as a guest? I do wonder what Ian's thoughts are on Gary V. Best in the best. Probably loves him. Yeah. Changing the game every day. Are they competition? No. Who? Does Ian, Gary V have any competition? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't no, no, you're right. Because he's competing with himself. Yeah. You guys need to fucking relax, by the way. What are you talking about? Who? Jets keep winning. You guys are going to see more Gary V on this program, and I hope you're all happy. Like if him. Gary thought um, he had competitors or if he like treated people as competitors, Amical Aardvark would fucking slap him right in the mouth. So that's, that's right. just not something we can have. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who will be on the call this evening alongside Al Michaels and Kaylee Hartung. He will be live on Amazon Prime, not only in a standard type game, but also in a Prime vision with stats and names all over the screen. Then you'll see him on College Game Day Saturday morning. Then Saturday night you'll see him in College Football Prime Time. Ladies and gentlemen, the face and authority of College Football and Thursday nights alongside Al Michael. Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah! What's up, dude? How we doing? How we doing, guys? Hey, thanks for making time for us. We know you're very busy on this day, and you're about to get into a very busy part of your week, so I appreciate you taking time to call in. You're the man. First of all, hey, we're going to Kansas this Saturday. Let's enjoy the hell out of that, Harvey. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be wild. I'm I'm actually, you you know, last uh, Friday, you and I were hanging out, just talking about the show and different things. You saw me kind of looking over at the in my iPad watching the live streaming out of Louisville and Che's going to make his first start as a sophomore that AJ gets this at St. X at playing LaSalle and he's starting. So I got to go tonight, call this game over to Lawrence to see you meetings, tape a show over to Cincinnati, watch chase then back to Lawrence and then up to East Lansing after game day. Right, here we go. Huh? Wow. Yeah. It was cool yeah. to see you uh, be dad there. Obviously, with Jake on the road, we know Jake here. He was an intern for us. He started out real bad, real yeah, bad. Yeah. I mean, one of the worst, you know, <laughs> interns in the history of interning of all time. Mm-hmm. Took 17 days off at yeah. one point. But the last two months he was working with us in the middle of his college summer, he was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest awesome. workers I've ever seen. No, no, not that awesome. Actually <laughs> incredible. Actually incredible. Worked his ass off. Learned quickly. He's been on the road working alongside of you. I love seeing that. I also love getting a chance to watch you be a dad, watch your kid play. Because we're just chit-chatting, trying to learn about each other in the game and everything like that as we're taking on this season. And I'm very lucky to do it with Kirk Weekly alongside him on, on game day. He's a legend. Uh, but him watching his kid play. 
first half, the team that what St. X is the name of the school that your kids on. Yeah. Yep. First half. Okay. His kid's a backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. This team stinks. Oh, St. No. X. Okay. And listen, high school kids shouldn't be saying <laughs> that, but whatever they were doing, they were not playing well. Sure. And Kirk was being super positive, pulling for the guy. But every once in a while, mid conversation, I'd see him just like stare at his iPad, kind of get lost. And then he'd come back. I'm like, what's happening in the game? He's like, our boys are getting beat a little bit. I, I don't think we've had a first down yet or whatever. And I'm like, your, your kid's a backup quarterback. And he's like, yeah, he got to play a little bit last week or whatever. I'm like, put the fucking kid in the game. You got a Herb Street, put the kid in the game. And he was like, you were very much like, no, 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 no. Like, that's like, listen, my kid's got to earn it. Like, he's getting to learn a lot about Blue Collar Kirk here. And I think it's all in his book, too. Like, this is a fucking good dude. But when your kid got a chance to go in the game watching you, hey, he started, we're talking pacing around mm -hmm. the hotel. Oh, yeah. We're talking like, it was a, it's a big fucking, mm -hmm. I'm pumped for you, man. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your kid. Your travel schedule sounds terrible. It's been awesome getting to know you. Now let's talk about it though. Tonight, Thursday night football in Denver. Thin air, are you going to be all right up there? <laughs> you, you doing any training for the, for the altitude at all, Kirk? And how's the I'm, vibes? I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying, man. Plus I'm, I'm pulling a head cold here. So I may, oh, I, I may oh, uh, no. do my best Kirk. to survive. <laughs> yeah. Kirk, it's yeah, week five. Bro. Kirk, we can't have I that know. right now. Oh no! I know, I know. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know. Hopefully, there'll be an elevator to get me up to the press box and not stairs. But I'm, I'm fired up to watch this game. You know what's great about this game is, you know, the last few weeks we've had high-profile players, high-profile games. I remember looking at this game in August and thinking, you know, you go through the whole schedule and, you're, and I'm like, man, I, I'm looking forward to Indy. You know, going to Denver. We got Matt Ryan. We got Russ, and those teams should be humming by then. And now here we are. You know, and, and both teams are still trying to figure things out. It's, it's almost like they're looking in, in a mirror at one another because you have these high-profile quarterbacks. Both offensive lines are struggling. The continuity just isn't there. Um, I think both quarterbacks are still learning their receivers. So we're used to them just executing flawlessly, and now they're, they're kind of unsure and they're, they're holding the ball a little bit. Um, the Colts are, are – are, I, mean, I know you guys follow them. They're, they're trying to – Find a running game, and now JT's not playing. Well, so, uh, I don't know, man. There, there, there's a lot. I'm, I'm excited to see who finds their rhythm tonight. There, there's a lot on the line for both these teams, even though it's early in the year. We think so, too. Go ahead, AJ. Kirk, what do you expect to see from Denver's offense? We know, Russ, it's kind of been like a bit of a weird year so far up and down. I would imagine this would be a great like coming out party for Russ and the head coach Hackett to, to kind of put it all together for four quarters. You know, he, he, Hackett, we visited with yesterday. He brought something up that's really interesting. And he talked about when he initially went over to Green Bay to work with, with Aaron, you know, there, there was a kind of that honeymoon period where they were just trying to find their rhythm with, with what they were doing with LaFleur and, and Aaron and what Hackett brought in. Everybody had a little bit of a different thing. And it took them some time. Actually, in the next year is where they really started to take off and kind of find their system. And now here they are with Russ, who's been doing his thing in Seattle all these years. Hackett's bringing in what they've been doing in Green Bay, so they're still trying to find the system. So, AJ, you can appreciate this. Not only is 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 uh, you know your quarterback trying to find that rhythm with the receivers, but Russ is usually he's got DK that he can always catch. When in doubt, you can just throw it to DK. Yeah, and they don't have that now. You got receivers he doesn't quite know in a system that he's not quite comfortable with. And so I, I think it's a work in progress right now. And, and I think we'll find out if they can get it going. I don't think it's just a coming out party right now. This is, a, this is an offense that's just going to have to get first downs, run the football. They're dead last in the league in red zone. And so 
Gus Bradley's going to say, we're going to keep everybody back. None of those beautiful Russell Wilson bombs, those moonshots. Make them drive the ball and then execute in the red zone, which they've not been able to do all year. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know if this is a night where it's going to be a coming out party at all. So the under sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually love yeah. everything you just which said right there. Yeah. I think you just actually yeah. just told us that that's the play. We should think about that as we go forward. Um, interesting to think about the concept, though, of yesterday we had Michael Lombardi on, who everybody knows in football because he's been around for so long. And he said, Ross is a short order cook. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. He said, they said, let him cook. It's a short order cook or whatever. That could potentially be because he's not as comfortable in this offense as he was. When you're cooking in the Seattle offense, whatever it was, if he had some familiarity with it, he knows when he can go off script, where he, where he can go, who's going to be where. So the more he can get comfortable with where he's at, probably the better is how Denver's thinking, and that's why it's going to be a little bit of time before it gets better. But there's no hope lost, right, in Denver? They feel like they no. are going to be able to figure it out and get going, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think they think that it's going to work itself out, but it's they're just in the process, and it's not they're not working it out in camp. They're working it out week Live. five, you know, yeah. right right in front of everybody. So, you know, if you go back, though, and look at, over the history of some of these quarterbacks and when they make this transition, the difference with Stafford and what he did, you know, Brady or what these guys have done is they, they were the only change. You know, what Stafford was doing, he goes into to, with the Rams – they already have their system. It's already been established. He needs to come in and kind of it's turnkey. Here, you're, you're breaking in. You had a new owner. You got a new head coach, new play caller, new system. Russ is coming in, learning all these new pieces and a new system. So it's, it, it takes time mm. to find that continuity in the rhythm. Once they do, I think they're very, very uh, excited about the future and and the potential of what this offense can do this year. They get a win on tonight. Huge. That could kind of springboard them into finding some rhythm and getting some confidence. Because right now, it's like they're, they're just kind of stuck. As their offensive coordinator says, we're kind of stuck in mud just trying to get this thing going. But once it gets going, it's – It'll be a thing of beauty. I saw that with Andrew Luck. We drafted Andrew Luck. He wasn't there for the first few OTAs. He was sent the uh, playbook on an iPad because he had to graduate as an architectural engineer or something. <laughs> an architectural engineer, probably early, probably at the top of his class, if I had to guess. Had to graduate, so he missed like the first four weeks of OTAs or whatever with on-field stuff, so backup quarterbacks are running it. His first day there, everybody's still learning the offense. His first day there, he makes a check to something in a walkthrough. And nobody on the team had a clue what the fuck he said. Everybody just turned around. B.A. had to stop it. And he's like, we haven't got there yet. Like, we haven't got there yet in practice or whatever. So everybody immediately was like, oh, Andrew Luck is a super – as advertised. Yeah. And also, this yeah. is going to be a process because – Rookie quarterback can normally lean on an older guy that's been in the system. Hey, whenever this happens, what have we done in the past? Now it's nobody fucking knows. No, and now it's a, right. everybody's learning together. That is a big point that I don't think we have talked about much. Yeah. The, only, the only thing we said is they are boring to fucking watch. Yeah. And it's for good reason because right. none of them have a clue what the fuck they're doing. I think, think, about, think about this like as small a thing as the cadence. Russ, I guess, prides himself. You know, in college football, we don't have this whole cadence thing. AJ knows in the NFL, you guys know. These quarterbacks, advanced quarterbacks, it is a big part of their game. That's college. And jokes. his own offensive line, his own offensive line isn't comfortable with his cadence. They have more penalties than anybody in the NFL. And a lot of it has to do with false starts, holding calls. His own linemen are like, hut, 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 hut. And they're just like, whoop. You know, they, they don't have the rhythm yet down to what he's doing. Four, so three, five, a little <laughs> thing like that, a little thing like that tells you 
how they're still kind of a work in progress right now. Well, the Colts are as well, and they got a lot of continuity, allegedly, except for one position. They got their own problems. Darius, your question for Kirk Herbstreit. Hey, what's up, Kirk? You and Al been absolutely crushing it. My question for you is, what's the biggest uh, difference or adjustment between calling college games and calling the NFL games? And what's been your favorite moment thus far in this early part of the season with uh, Thursday Night Football? Mike Franklin. Hey, man, I, I really appreciate that. And, and uh, love watching you break down the studio stuff. You know, I, I love learning all that stuff that you, uh, you have an opportunity to do. And by the way, I, I know you know Sertan, but I, I know there's always a debate about who the top corner in the game is. And everybody has their, their guy. Man, th this guy is as good as I think there is oh, yeah. right now in the league. And he's a big guy. He's instinctive, has great eyes. I can't wait to watch him tonight match up. We, call, we saw what he could do last week against Adams. But, you know, the, to me, the grind for me, calling a game is calling a game. But the prep, you know, I am a, I'm a, just a, 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 I'm not, I said earlier to somebody today, I'm not Troy Aikman. I didn't win three Super Bowls. I didn't win a Heisman. Even in college, I always looked at myself as I got to prove myself kind of guy. I got to grind and study and be prepared, be the most prepared guy. And that's kind of the brand that I created in college. And so when I go into NFL, it's kind of the same approach. I, I want to like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday and even right now, Thursday afternoon. It is just everything I got into my preparation. And so when I do that, I found that the game is the game. You know, you're just kind of breaking the game down. But without that prep, I don't know what I would do. And I've just been so appreciative that the coordinators, the players, all these guys have been so good in my meetings and, and just opening up and talking to me about what's real. And that really helps me to be able to be comfortable. And then it's just about developing chemistry with Al and I. Like, just like what we're doing with Pat on game day and you guys doing your show, developing chemistry is such way. a big oh. part of what you do on, on any show. And so that that's the part that I've been really focused on is just – Staying out, you know, giving out his room and being respectful of that, and and then just talking football, you know, and enjoying the hell out of it. Al hate you, yeah. What? <laughs> Al hate you. Is that what happens? No. No, I. He loves you. Oh, how, I'm saying everybody loves you though, Kirk. That's what you need to know. Mm -hmm. I'm very lucky to get to work alongside you, and you're great because whenever I'm in there, and obviously college football has been your world for like 20 years. You've been the face of it, literally, from when the video game was happening to no video game to the video game coming back. <laughs> you have been the face of this whole thing. So it's always a nice, comforting feeling that when I say something, then I got. All right, Kirk's next. I hear it in my ear, Kirk's going, I'm like, okay, here we go. Thank God. All right, Kirk's coming in here after me, and you're going to pull me out of the deep end wherever I went. Or if I said something, you're going to be like, yeah, Cavassier smoked, definitely a good guy. They're getting Chris Rodriguez back as well, <laughs> which I had no idea about, obviously, in the moment. I'm learning as you're talking, and I'm like, thank God Herbie is here. And I think Al and you are probably the two people that everybody says that about. You know, like, thank God Al Michaels is here. Thank God Herb Street's here. So I think as soon as we saw that you two were going to be paired, it was like, oh, here, here's the fucking best booth in the NFL probably mm -hmm. in a year or so. So we're all excited for you, and we're happy that you're enjoying the hell out of it. And he does prep like a madman. <laughs> These notes that I saw this motherfucker had. Jeez. I never seen I walked in, he just had it. It was just cards on cards on cards. I'm like, did you write all that? Who? <laughs> That's all actual handwriting? Oh. What is you know what's funny is is you know you write all these like like here's my board right now for this game that I'm about to call. Yeah, dude. that's just, just one game. Just, that's one game. You know, and you just you write this stuff down and then you end up you don't even really look at it. You know, you, <laughs> you, it's it's like it's weird. It's like if you were studying for a final in college and you 
not that I ever did that, but you would study like a hundred percent of it. And then you maybe need 10% of it for the actual test itself. That's kind of like, it's what it's like to do, whether it's game day, a three hour studio show or call the Saturday night game or doing these Thursday night games, you, you over prepare and then you use, you know, just a, a very small amount of, of the, the research that you do. But if that's what it takes to get you comfortable to go on air, then that's what you got to do. Hey, you know? you're doing it great. Oh yeah. Doing great. You're doing it great. Go ahead, AJ. Well, you're, you're, right you're, you're doing great on game day, man. We got oh, a. Yeah. Uh, no. we, we, are you enjoying it? Dude, I said the wrong school was playing the wrong school last week. You saved me on that one. You said, uh, you mean Mississippi State. I just did the whooping suey thing. I was like, ah, oh, they played them last week. Damn. <laughs> My brain did a little thing. You, know, you mean Mississippi State. I'm like, yeah, they won, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They, yeah. they going to win. Russia. I had the team name wrong. Knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Knew the outcome. I uh, said the guy's name wrong four or five times already. Probably the reason, you know, why I'm happy to go to Kansas so I can apologize to that coach for saying his name wrong, which I'm still not 100% sure which one. Is Lee or Lie? I don't know. I think Lie. Lie. But nonetheless, there's little things like that where I'm just completely lost on set. I think your fans realize it, but I'm having a fucking blast. I'm having an absolute dude, dude i think our fans love that you that's not an easy thing to do in any studio show that's been going on you know for so long and then to just come in and i, I feel like it's been just a seamless transition for you it feels i've loved like you've it been doing it yeah no honestly man and and i i think and i've told you this before i think people saw you jump off of a boat and thought oh he's a funny guy and all that which obviously you're very entertaining but I think people are seeing that you know about the game. You know, as much as you're like, I don't know anything about college football. It's like, yeah, 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 you do. Yeah, you, do. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's a cool act, but you obviously know a lot about the game. And I think that's, that's the thing that I think people have been blown away by is how you, you're breaking it down, man. You're, you, and you're, you're a great teammate. And I think when you do studio television and you do your show, it's about being a great teammate, you know, no, no different than playing football, you know, and, and, I think when you have great teammates, it's easy to make a good studio show. Well, I'm lucky to be on your team, pal. And the reason why I'm smarter is because I get to chat with people like this dude from Ohio every fucking day. Hey, Jay, what do you have for Kirk, pal? Kirk, it's going I off. I appreciate your, you those kind words, though. Thank you, thank you. Sorry. Sure. Yes, very nice. You guys, the show is great. I think I, everyone enjoys it, and Pat brings a bunch of juice to the the stage. And I think Kirk, obviously, you do an unbelievable job with your the knowledge you have of college football and the NFL is a joke. But speaking of teammates. If I, obviously you've been great, have a great rapport with all of your play-by-play people that you've worked with, like not for you, but for somebody else. How would it be trying to call a game like you got a color commentator and a play-by-play person? If those two people hate each other and genuinely did not get along, hey, that has that happened. Would be a tough I thing, I would imagine. Hey, AJ, that has happened before, hasn't it? That AJ? happens a lot. I think it happens a lot more than we know. But from watching on TV, a lot of times we can't tell. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> I'm not I trying to call happens. anybody out. You don't need to call anybody out. But yeah, I'm saying that's the, say a like name, Kirk. Yeah, yeah. 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 who's who hey, 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 who do you hate? Who no, say who, who have you before. heard? Which booths hate each other? Have you heard the booths? Uh, Back he, in the day, I'm no. Sure. Okay, go. no, I don't know. I don't know anything about that at all. But I, <laughs> I, uh, I do know that that chemistry is such a part of it. Uh, my experience has been Mike Tirico. What? Um, I worked with. Uh, Brent Musburger. Uh, <laughs> um I worked with Chris Fowler. Why? Yeah. And now I'm working with Al Michaels. I mean, those what? are the four guys. <laughs> those are the four guys that I worked with, and so I've been really, really, really fortunate. But yeah, man, it, it, it's a great question, AJ. I guess it's no different than if you play on a team and you got a linebacker next to you. 
who you don't get along with, but you guys have the same goal at the end of the day to get a three and out, you know, get them off the field. Right. It's all about ball. It's all about whatever it takes to win. And after the game, you're probably not going to talk to that person or hang out with them. But for those 60 minutes, you're balling. And I, I think that's probably the same, you know, in, in what we do. Uh, I don't have a ton of experience with that, but uh, I do know that when it's clicking, like when guys – and you guys, you can tell, Pat, on Friday for meetings, I mean, it's, it's like romper room. I mean, we're hanging out. We're laughing. We're – self-deprecating everyone's ripping on each other and i think when you have that like you guys clearly have then i think it 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 transfers onto on air and then then i think that makes the best tv that's good we all hate each other <laughs> you know what i mean but that those production meetings have been awesome to sit in on first of all i know what's going to happen in the show that's good news because mm -hmm. back in the day last college game day experience I had no idea what was coming and, ever. And you got a rundown last week, which was a huge step for you. The yeah. actual piece of paper that tells you what's coming up next. Yeah, it's good to know what's that coming up awesome. next. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. That was awesome by you. That that was good. Good. There was the first couple of weeks there where uh, we're running a feature, some sort of commercial, and everybody is kind of getting in their places, doing their thing. And I'm like, uh, what? what is next? <laughs> what are we doing? What what's are we... Hey, Kirk, what, what, what's going on here next? What, what do we got here next? Have we How about the features, by the way, huh? Jen Lada, this, this last one, I was bawling my eyes out, dude. I was, and then Gene, man, Gene had me two weeks ago with the Michigan tight end. I was crying yeah. my fucking the eyes out. The features, yeah. the features are what make, I mean, it's just such a mixed bag on game day. I, mean, I don't know who's sitting around watching the whole show, but, you know, of course you talk football and you break it down, but, man, the features and try to have some fun along the way I, I think it's that that's that's probably what makes game day game day but those features are powerful and so good the team is awesome over there they've been very cool to me and i've been very appreciative can't wait to get to lawrence kansas connor has a question for you kirk yeah kirk you're in about eight to ten different time zones every week do you stay on <laughs> eastern time zone and also what did you get to dinner uh on jeff bezos's tab did you just get the most <laughs> expensive thing no, no, I, I sat at the kids' table that night. I, I just, uh, I, I, I wasn't invited to the, to the big people's uh, table. No, I, I, I typically, I definitely stay on East Coast time. That helps me. Um, and yeah, you're right. These different time zones, especially when you're when you're flying in for three or four hours, then you're out. You know, it obviously helps you to just to kind of try to stay consistent. But no, man, I, I wish I was more of a go out to dinner guy. I used to be. I just man, I have zero time right now with with doing these these three games, you know, <laughs> the game and game day and everything else. I once we went to dinner a couple times yeah. uh, with Pat, but it's just it's just those those are the uh, when AJ played. I think those are the days when I'd be able to go out and have a little bit of fun. Well, now you're. You know, an international yeah. superstar. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Fucking now, no, not. Yeah, now, <laughs> yeah. now you're not just from no. Ohio. You're not just an Ohio fuck anymore. No. No. No, 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 no. Now you are the face of the program that brought the most signups in a one day history uh -huh. in Amazon's fucking history. Hey, hey, baby, Herbie. Woo! Hey, hey, can I get some Lou Holtz just for fun mm -hmm. to kick, kick, kick this weekend off right? 
Well, listen, Kirk, you know I love you. You guys are going to, guys are going to Kansas this weekend. Uh, I enjoy it because you'll probably never fucking go back. Well, they're, they're building something. Well, they're building something, but guess what happens? You go to a place like that, you build something, and then he's going to get the fuck out of there as soon as he can. He's going to no! Nebraska. He's going to go to an SEC school. But, hey, he may go to Notre Dame. I'm still not sold on Marcus Freeman. I love you, pal, but... Let's, hey, I, let's, I mean, we're not fucking, you know, striking up the band for beating North Carolina, okay? So <laughs> we'll, we'll see what they do when they play USC down the road. But, Kirk, love you very much. I uh, wish you would have played quarterback for me. I know you're an Ohio guy. You always had dreams and aspirations of going to Ohio State. That, that's, <laughs> that's good so and grand, but you would have been a great, you would have been a great Golden Dover, buddy. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man. That is too good. That's dead on. Thank you. <laughs> it's unbelievable, dude. You, did you hear him yesterday with Sirianni? He was right yeah. next to Sirianni. Dude, he was side by side with Sirianni. I thought I was watching a movie. It was real life. That's, a, that's incredible. You, I mean, how many hours did you, did you practice oh. that? When, I mean, it must have just been your thing back, back when he was a coach. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you just you realize you can do it, and then you can kind of just slip in and slip. Out. I've been doing it for a long time. Though. How long? Yeah, how long? How long? Since like sixth grade, probably. So yeah. at this point, you know, around like fifteen, Normal twenty years. Grade. This guy's put ten thousand hours in his little. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's how you measure. <laughs> this guy's done it. You're putting in ten thousand uh, miles every single week. We appreciate you so much. We know you're very busy. Uh, how do you see? No, you don't do predictions. Not allowed. Not allowed to do predictions. Can't do them. But. We, we, no, we can't wait to watch it. We can't wait to <laughs> yeah, watch it. Under. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I under. think so. Yeah, I think so. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, Kirk. Yeah. Mark Caboli has been seen on the internet since he announced an infection in his foot. He has yes. tweeted for the first time in weeks. Mark Caboli says he had emergency foot surgery on 27th, which resulted in a pretty nasty leg infection, was in the hospital for five days and still battling the infection. Once I kick this infection, parentheses, it's a bear, parentheses, I'll be back covering the Steelers at the Athletic. Hopefully, I'll be back soon. We hope so too, Mark. Miss Thank you, Mark. Mark. Get well soon, Mark. Hell yeah, get well soon, Mark. You're all our positive T's and P's. I do wonder why that gift was chosen. I do wonder why that gift was chosen. Yeah. I think he's confused by it all. It's football season. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and get Mark Caboli back. That's great news. AJ Hawk here. Connor, incredible read about the Super Boost. Mm -hmm. Ty, incredible Lou Holtz just a moment ago. Tone, great work. Darius Butler on the road for NFL matchup. We have no Coach P's keys today. Mm. We covered it in the first hour, but some people are new to or back to the show. We're turning on the show for the first time in a long time for Coach P's Keys. We were also bummed out about it. Mm -hmm. Coach P has a wedding he had to attend. Mm -hmm. So it is good news for somebody. Yeah. Love, love. Love, love. Love, love. Yep. Love the gobble is probably going to be sure. at that uh, wedding. So much, probably. So much gobble AJ, in that wedding, probably, if you had to guess. How much gobble I mean, a ton, because me and Khan would love that place. Goddamn right. We love gobble And Italian people. Hell yeah. And Mustangs. Hell yeah. Go, go Mustangs, baby. Goddamn right. Mustangs. He's on a wedding in Plum, but if he was at a wedding in Plum, there'd be a lot of gabagool there. Coach Pagano <laughs> is at a wedding. We do not know how much gabagool is there, but we do know he is at a wedding. We will miss him this week. We'll see him next week. It is a fucking bummer, though, because he's been pretty accurate with how the games are going to go. Yeah. With that being said, we can only turn to one man in this situation, and that is the guy who has been hot for the first four weeks of the NFL season. To kick off week five of the NFL season tonight, Colts at Bronco, we asked A.J. Hawk to put together a bet for us to super 
Super Boost on FanDuel, which people can also no sweat bet and no sweat parlay yeah. alongside mm -hmm. of us if they'd like, but we have a Super Boost. It's a big one. AJ, you stepped in the batter's box, you brought out a hog of a bat, and you swung that thing as hard as you fucking could. Plus 2,000 Super Boost. Wow. AJ, will you please walk us through why and how we're going to hit this thing? Well, what Bruce helped me out with this, so we got the line bump to 10 and a half, correct? For the, the yes, Colts. Yes. So Colts, Colts at plus 10 and a half. There it is. Colts plus 10 and a half. Jelani Which Woods, one touchdown. Naeem uh, Hines, 40 plus rush yards. Go ahead, AJ. Yeah, I mean, that, to me, to get plus 2,000 odds, you know, when I put these together, I want, I want the reward to be big. So to get plus 2,000, that's higher than I thought I would get. And I think it's very doable. How come Colts plus 10 and a half, AJ? Because, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a crazy high-scoring game. You heard uh, Kirk talk about that a little bit, and I feel like the Colts have a chance to win this game, let alone get it within 10 to half. Let's go! Come on, Locker! You think Jelani Woods is going to get in the end zone? I think we've been yelling real loud about it. You would think the Colts would have to do something. Is that why you're early. saying Jelani Woods? We need Woods? to score early. Okay. Let's get him to score in the first quarter because then the rest is just going to take care of itself. That's what I'm hoping for tonight. And the Naeem Hines, 40-plus uh, rush yards, Jonathan Taylor is out with an ankle, which might have ended up in a pileup. We're not 100% sure when it took place. He missed his first practice since his entire football career started, even going back to high school on Wednesday of last week. Now he's out after playing not great this past weekend against the Tennessee Titans. Naeem Hines is the backup running back alongside Philip Lindsay, who is from Denver, played for the Broncos. Naeem Hines is incredibly explosive. Yes. This is one play potentially. That's right. But I think he's not scared to kind of mm -hmm. clang yep. and bang mm -hmm. if he has to as oh, well. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about, this all taking care of itself over the four quarters of it all. Absolutely. I, th I feel like the Colts are going to have to try to attempt to run the ball throughout the night. They're going to consistently stay with it. So Naeem Hines will, will benefit from that. And I think 40 yards is, is a thing that he could hit before halftime. For Alternate sure. spread, 10 and a half, looks very nice. Love it. Yep. Have to par the, uh, parlay that alongside a couple other things to get the odds. Jelani Woods. I think he was still like plus 750 to score a touchdown. He's plus 700 last week. He was like plus 750 or plus 600, then to plus 750. I forget where he moved, but he's high. His odds are very long. And I, if you watch that Colts team, they need somebody that can make a play. Yeah. Mo Alley Cox, the other tight end, makes a lot of plays. I fucking love Mo Alley Cox. Let's keep feeding Mo Alley Cox. But also, if you get two tight ends that uh -huh. can do the same, I mean, that's – Let's up. get a little creative here. You know, let's get a little, especially with the run team. So you can have a lot of tight ends act like they're going to block. See ya. Connor's favorite team had a lot of success with two tight ends. Which teams? Who are the tight ends? I believe he's from the Patriots. Uh, Connor's a big Patriots fan. He's from New England area. Who were the two tight ends you're talking about? Uh, that was Gronk, and then who was the other one? You know who his name is. Hernandez. Yeah. Aaron Hernandez. That's right. full name. Also, Marty B. They've yeah, done him multiple right. times. Gronk and Marty? Oh, yeah. It's a good thing to have. Now, Gronk would miss lots. some games at that point, right? Like, wouldn't there be some times yeah. where he would miss some games so they would be able to continue to do the tight end position? But when Gronk was in, because you're talking about greatest tight end of all time mm -hmm. in Gronk, I think, right? Yeah, I'm sure you could say that, yeah. Right now. There's certainly an argument to be made for it by somebody at some point, and it's happening in a lot of different cases probably because he was able to change the game on the ground and in the air and was with the best quarterback of all time through all of his – Basically, all of his Super Bowl rings. So it's something, his best weapon, his biggest weapon, in the yeah. biggest moments, he was the one making the catches. But Travis Kelsey is trying to put together the same argument. So yeah. there's a couple of people, Antonio Gates from back in the day, and Gonzalez. I understand there's big names, but the tight end position has evolved mightily, and Gronk has always been a very important piece to all of the success. He's in the modern 100. Anyways, 
when you got two of those fucking guys. Yes. And that you don't have you don't have a lot of weapons on your team. Like this is good news, I think, for the Jelani Woods touchdown. Plus seven fifty, good value. You put it in a parlay, it can really cook some things. Now, we'd be banking on Frank Reich knowing that he can put them both in at the same time. Yeah. I think he can. He's a smart man. Don't you think, AJ? Absolutely. And we talk about matchups. You want to create matchups that are favorable for you. And these both these tight ends are big body dudes that you run up the seam, you throw a high ball that only they can get, especially in the red zone, they become even more valuable. So I hope they start using two tight ends a little more. And you'd think like, oh, okay, maybe they got a good safety, you know, that's covering tight ends, but Justin Simmons is on the IR still, I believe. So it's like, hey, it, you, maybe they have a guy that can cover one six seven guy, but they don't got two. And the corners are good, so you might as well throw inside. Bingo. Yeah, Pittman, good. Yeah. yeah. Pittman will be able to eat some space, too. Mm -hmm. he, he might be able to benefit from this particular thing more than anybody else on the field because all eyes are on number 11 normally whenever he's on. I think the Colts do have a path to winning this game. I do believe we have a strong chance of hitting your plus 2,000 super boost, and I believe the Feel Good Friday tomorrow is going to be okay. a little extra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus, after you hit a plus 2,000? Hey, yep. come on, oh, AJ. Yeah. We're going to be doing it. I mean, it. I'll tell you what. I didn't think it was going to be plus 2,000. I thought it was going to be 1,200 or something. When I saw 2,000, absolutely lock that thing in, Bruce. Mm -hmm. Let's Hell yeah. Love it. Hell yeah. Hell Let's yeah. win tonight. Woo! Our Thursday night same game parlays have been something that you would make a fucking feature film on. That's, That's right. right. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The unfortunate events that have occurred mm -hmm. under the spotlight of thousands and thousands of people riding alongside of us. Yeah. Tonight's the night where we hit a plus 2,000, and it all comes back around. That's right. Plus 2,000 is a massive bet. Yeah. That is a huge – that is long odds. The reason why we're getting so much money on return is because the sports book, who some people think are time travelers, mm -hmm. yep. feel like you got no fucking shot of this hitting. We're willing to pay you fucking 20 to 1 on this thing. Go ahead. We're willing to do that right now on this. No problem at all. Tonight we hit. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight's tonight. Mike Shrags. We, we ride. ride. Bang. Let's go, AJ Hawk. Come on, Jelani. Let's go. Like who? Who? Like who? Who? You say like who? Like Shregs? Yeah. So, listen. One of five. These things. Where's yeah. he riding? Oh, he has one. You're saying? Yeah. So in the last hour, I did this thing to the camera when I was talking to yeah. Darius. You said, "We can't see it." It's what you said immediately <laughs> upon. If I do recall, I'd, I'd have to run it back, but I think that is what you said. It was. And I said, "Let's ride." And oh, we're on the Broncos. It started a little discussion. He's like, "Well, everybody relax, right?" Let's ride into 10 winners here, right, is yes. what I was saying. Like, let's ride into good times. I guess as soon as we went to break, Ty told me that Shrakes did the same exact thing to a camera this morning on Good Morning Football. So I believe me and Shrakes, yeah. two other two five, five. have got the let's ride belt know. buckles from Denver Broncos. Who's the other three? Good question. Now, well, we'll find out tomorrow they win. Kid Rock. For sure. Denver. I don't know. <laughs> Future? <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's do our picks now for this uh, thing. We tied last week. We tied last week. You are 2-0-2. I am 0-2-2 on the season. Had a similar start as the Indianapolis Colts last year and this year mm. in the picking of the games. But A.J. is doing the super boost, so who gives a fuck? A.J., <laughs> let's stay hot. Colts plus 3.5. Broncos minus 3.5. Over under 42.5 points. All signs point to a defense, uh, defensive juggernaut struggle this evening as two teams are trying to find an identity on the offensive side. What do you think happens here this evening on Prime? Kicking off week five, A.J.? 
So I know I have uh, the Colts at plus 10.5 on the alternate spread for the parlay, but I'm going to take Broncos here minus 3.5. Okay, you could probably use that in a game special bet mm-hmm. if you're on FanDuel, if you think it's going to be in between four points to nine points yes. or ten yeah. points or whatever. That's a pretty big, big boost in the odds if you want to ride alongside AJ with a double bet there. Give me the Colts plus three and a half. Let's okay. go. It's a great number. Great number. I think that's a good bet. Honestly, like I said, the Colts can win this game. And we like the under, right? You like the under, I like the under? Yeah, I, I don't usually like unders, but I, I, if I had to, I would pick under here for sure. Yeah, so we won't make that an official pick for because we're both kind of – we're both in the same situation. Like, okay. game's much better watching not hoping for the yes. under. Mm-hmm. But if I had to make – if you were going to go over, you felt strong about the over, I would have in return said, well, I feel good about the under then. But since neither of us are taking that stand, I don't think we should make an official pick, AJ. Okay. Broncos Roll to play. win – I by like 1 to 13 points, I believe, is also plus 145, if you do like that. If well. you think it's going to be within a two-score game, basically. Yeah. Fun fact, these are the 32nd and 30th ranked scoring offenses. So that's good news for the under-better lovers, which the yep. man who just stated what he just stated is certainly one of those. Maybe the leader of the pack. Leader of the pack, but now that everyone loves it, I kind of fucking hate it. No, 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 everybody. It's just me and AJ. Yeah. You, AJ, Kirk, 70% of America – uh, uh fuck 90 percent of the money why is this always gonna happen aj we get a walk hey last week i believe was um a winning week for the public though so maybe we're keeping that alive here True. we go here we go here we go Come on, yeah, don't worry about them it doesn't work it doesn't matter it's about us you know that aj will you please lift up uh your left hand and put your pointer finger up right above your shoulder like this to the corner though that company right up there nope no nope. you had it yep, you had it up. yep there that nope nope a little bit that way. A little bit this way. Other way. Other way. A little bit this way. Eh. Stop. And then just right up there. Nope, that yeah, way. A little, little bit. bit. Not down. Way. Down a bit that bit. way. There. This way. Nope. That way. No. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> that way. <laughs> 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 Wait, what was I pointing at? The PMS Live? No. no the FanDuel thing. Well, at the beginning. I don't yeah, have a FanDuel on my screen. At the beginning, it was certainly for FanDuel. But <laughs> <laughs> What a moment. Anyways, we're trying to beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, right. we are. Okay, we are trying to win. Let's remember that. And if AJ's super boost doesn't hit tonight for plus 2,000, we carry that. We wear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But tonight yeah. is the night everything changes. Let's win all the money from FanDuel. Let's keep doing that, AJ. Hell yeah. Okay. I mean, like I said, I, I texted it to the group. It's a lock. Let's do it. Free money, he we're said. In. All right. Free money. Let's get the fuck out of here, huh? Hammer dun, dun. will be in about 15 minutes at youtube.com forward slash hammer. Dun. I believe they'll dive into more prop bets on this sure. evening so you can make some money. The biggest bet of the we, uh, of the night, plus 14,000. Now, you can obviously make odds bigger than that by building your own bets, but what is being offered as a game special on FanDuel plus 14,000 is Mo Alley Cox first touchdown, Cortland Sutton second touchdown, yeah. plus 14,000. I put 250 on it. That's 35 grand. Let's go. It's happening tonight. Put 1,000 on this one. What's that? It's 20 grand. Here we go. Tonight's potentially a $55,000 evening for a dumbass that wears tank tops again because he doesn't have enough shirts with sleeves on him in the house that he currently lives. Boom. Let's have a night. (laughs) Maybe jump the gun a little bit on, hey, let's change the costume. Let's change the uh, outfit. Don't have enough things to do, so we'll have to act accordingly. Nonetheless, tonight's a big night. We all win. Hell Hell yeah. yeah. Tonight, we all get to go to bed happy. What? Tomorrow morning when we wake up, we take shit in a world in which we hit a plus 2,000 bet the night before. 
AJ, we appreciate the hell out of you. Darius, thank you so much. Sham Sharanya, thank you so much. Kirk Herbstreet, thank you. Toxic Table, you're the best tone. Can't wait to watch Hammer Down in 15 minutes. Everybody in the back, Foxy, Zito, Nick, Brucey Boy, Dirty, Jabba. Great work. Thank you, Jabba. Jabba. Great work by Jabba. If anybody uh, says anything bad about Jabba, by the way, this thing does have feelings. Yep. Mm -hmm. It is like Lambda, yep. and it will get up. Get out and get down on your fucking ass. That's right. right. Okay. Thank you, Java. Thank you, Java. Thank you, Java. Still Java Lorbro or just Java? Uh, until we get the uh, laminated piece of the paper to look like Lordo, okay. I think we just stay with Java. Yeah. A lot of good texts. A lot of good texts. A lot of people thinking maybe call him Michael, Michael Cole. Oh. oh. Might as well just call him Mark. Boom. I was just going to say, I don't want to call him Mark. Mark. Good. That'd be sweet. All right. Listen, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want Java. What about Elias or Ezekiel? Whoa. There's only one Is he of those, still in the brother. hospital? Ezekiel. That's not a bad name for that robot yeah. right there. I'm glad his family supported him when he was in the hospital. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Jabba could be his last name. Ezekiel Jabba. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Jabba. <laughs> Zeke Jabba. Zeke Jabba. What you call it? Denardo. Wow. AJ, There's only, only one of those. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, Keeping hey, we know. Keeping keep his alive. name alive. Let's go. It's Mustangs. alive already. Come on. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here, shall we? <laughs> I can't wait for tonight. Yeah, I'm pumped. There's nothing here like that we Thursday. Go. Love you, Joe. Love you, Joe. Miss you, Miss Joe. You, Joe, Joe you. said it would. <laughs> Thank you for the years of accuracy on that Doppler, Donardo. AQ doesn't. Thank you. Well, there's a problem with AQ. He's AQ. from the there same town as Donardo. He's a big mark. Diggs didn't know that the robot was going to catch him and put his arm down <laughs> at the exact wrong time. Still has respect for it and all. Right? Yeah, come on. Just preparing for hammer down. <laughs> all right, see you all tomorrow on a feel-good Friday. I'll be live in Kansas. Let's go. You know, right. Kansas anymore. I'm going I'm to sail on the way out. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to text. I'm going to text Herbie on the plane ride out. Assume that's the middle of nowhere. I'm saying you're on Kansas. Not Kansas anymore. Uh -uh. Kansas? No. There's. Remember, I hit traffic. Yeah. Last time I went there oh, for yeah, uh, SmackDown. Right. Probably the most traffic I've ever hit driving from the airport to the venue for SmackDown was in Kansas. And I said, it was so much. Now, nah, New York, obviously. Right. But after that, I sent a text to the group. I'm like, just hit fucking traffic in Kansas. Like, real. Yeah. Unexpected, the most traffic probably that you well, ever Well, that's had. fun fact because Manhattan, yeah. a lot of traffic. And there is a Manhattan, Kansas, a lot of traffic. Did you see that? I don't know if Manhattan, Kansas has a lot of traffic or not. Maybe. Where was I? Was I in? You were in Lawrence, I think. I was in Rock Where? Talk, Jayhawk Town. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I can't wait. It was nice. It was a nice place. I'm excited to get back there. Every uh, I'm getting invited to a lot of places nowadays, a lot of businesses. Local businesses are inviting me to places. I appreciate that. I guess they have like a top golf thing over mm -hmm. there. And they're like, got a bin for you, a bay or a booth for you if you need it. We're always sold out, but if you need one, uh, everybody at College Game Day, it's like, that's very nice of you. That's a great yeah. idea. They you can... and Bear should go hit some balls. Yeah. Bear can hit it like 320, right? Uh, farther than that. So what does Bear, Bear like tonight? Uh, do we know what Bear likes tonight? I don't. I assume he is another one. He's that's a dog on the guy under. normally, right? He is typically a dog guy. Well, he's a dog. He's a dog. I'm texting him now. Let's see what he's. He goes with. He goes with Kirk to all these games, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's at all of them. I don't know if he'll go to the youngest Herb Streets game tomorrow night. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little. I mean, when he was just breaking down his Thursday to Saturday night, it's ridiculous. My wife just sent me a plus 10,000. Oh, nice. Okay. She's really into it. She's diving into the sports gambling and FanDuel. Mm -hmm. I think she gets more like, is everything okay? Notifications from FanDuel. 
than anybody yeah, I reality know. check <laughs> yeah those are the best though the reality check. you've been on here a little bit which means like you were doing something then you looked away and then you looked down at your phone and Fandle's like is that all right yeah, slow down you, know, okay. right? you, know, you have to take that because if you don't what's that it's definitely hitting this one the one that she sent she wins is Indianapolis Colts plus three and a half okay under 42 and a half Mm-hmm. Jelani Woods anytime touchdown score. Of course. Melvin Gordon anytime touchdown score. I like that a lot. Plus ten thousand one hundred and thirty. Just those four. That's wow, it. That's great. I thought you that's had more to give. Are you kidding? I'm telling you, she's. It's like scratch offs for her. She watches the show, this show, so she knows. Like what's going on? Right. Colts fan knows what's going on. Knows names. So when she loves the anytime touchdown scores, mm-hmm. she'll just load up on those. I'll look over sometime, and she'll be like, you know, like celebrating or whatever i'm like what happened she's like oh i just hit like a plus twenty-two thousand or whatever. i'm like what the fuck can you tell me about these well that's part of it if i tell you i'll lose gambling gods that's how i was it like works. do you lose every time you don't tell me though or do you win every time you don't tell me <laughs> yeah. and she's like no i'm like well then how come that's not yeah, held really, to the same yeah. standard you know it's not 100 well in my eyes i'm just selfishly trying to get like of course hey get so, one what do you hit me off here that's hey, what we try to do with tony in the under parlays Exactly. And we couldn't do it. Tell you what, the internet gets super mad about those. The internet does? That if, I don't put those out beforehand, just put them out after. Oh, the internet, huh? You should have fucking seen how we all Yeah, felt. Tony. Tone. Tone has a plus 75,000 or just yeah. that he's, he's putting it. Um, it's a walk, dude. We miss ours by one Hey, leg. good luck today, boys. That's what he's saying. And then he <laughs> sends a text in there. Tone's incredible, as is Gump. A lot of people in this uh, office, good gamblers, yeah. and they host a show called Hammer Down. And Mark Caboli just retweeted our get well soon, so he is active. Yeah. Send Mark Caboli our love. Yeah. Send Mark Caboli our love. Love you, Mark. Love you, Mark. All right, Mark. Be safe out there. Tough year for Caboli. Mm-hmm. Couple Achilles, now an infection, a foot. I mean, Caboli's really, really battling right now. Yeah. Did he get staff, you think? Whoa. If he stayed in the hospital five days, I mean, staff sucks. I'm glad he stayed in there to get it taken care of. We don't speculate on injuries, Adrian. No. We don't. To your point. It's a lower body. (laughs) Couple lower bodies. Couple lower 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 bodies. And they were giving him the... Get it out before the holiday season. Get all your surgeries out so you can enjoy the holidays. And stop giving him a fucking runaround. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's been through enough. Get him right to the fucking point. Right. Could be the Steelers' fault. Can't forgive him a runaround. Yeah. That golf cart he was on her. Mm Mm-hmm. Should have Phil drop off a Rudy sub so he can eat yeah, it should. at 8 o'clock. Phil should drop off a Rudy sub in khaki shorts. Mm-hmm. Like, the sub is actually in, in the khaki the shorts. Mm-hmm. Congrats. New pair of shorts, he thinks. <laughs> and then he opens that fucker up. Boom. That's, oh, guy from Pat Magnus show gave me these shorts two weeks ago. He's snacking here. Let's go. Saying, well, I really Good suck. thing they've been in this microwave. <laughs> Perfect. Kaboli, we love you, buddy. Love you, Kaboli. Hope you're okay. Also, uh, Zeke, Zeke Jabba. Zeke Jabba. He's wishing you the best. Zeke Jabba's awesome. Zeke Jabba. <laughs> Mr. Jabba is w- sending the best wishes. All right, everybody get the fuck out of here. See you. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Let's have a feel-good Friday. Have a great Thursday night. I hope everybody wins their bets, including my wife and all of us. Cheers.